showtime. Good morning. Look at all these notes. Look at all these notes. Notes, 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 notes. Michelle, what's up? Mr. Reynolds, six. That's an interesting position. Christine Young, a friend reached out to me yesterday. Hadn't heard from the guy in about a year. Former CrossFit employee. Dear friend, love the guy. Kind of guy you'd want to do a long road trip with. Very smart. He said, dude, I love your show. Don't ever polish it. I love the fact that it's not polished. I was like, um, okay, okay, okay. Uh, good morning, sexy savages. Thank you. I, um, he meant you too, Beaver, when he said sexy savages. Look at that. Hmm. Look at that. Caleb is back. Nice to see you. Morning. Is this from the Shattican? This is from the Shattican. Crazy, 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 crazy. Did you see who we have on today? I did. Crazy. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, crazy exciting. Look, there she is. Bam. Hey. Annie. Hey. What's up, girl? Dude, thanks for doing, How are you guys? Thanks for doing this on such short notice. I'm great. I'm super stoked. <laughs> of course. I'm sorry for a late reply. And then I was like, oh, my God. I haven't talked to Savon. And then I checked the date and the time. I'm like, that's actually perfect. I, I am ready tomorrow. I love it. It's my it's my favorite part of the I got a call um I don't know yesterday at some point uh Susan said, Oh, Annie replied. I'm like, let's do it. And I go when he goes, tomorrow. I go, let's do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh Cave Dastro, I thought Annie was a clickbait. Uh yeah. Yeah, so did I. But, uh, she she saw that we were clickbaiting her and she goes, You don't have to do that. I'll come on. Hey, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, where are you? In Iceland right now. But, but I mean the actual scene. You're like, uh, are you at a coffee shop? What's the, up with the painting? No, I'm in my living room. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Who painted that? Here's a picture that Freya drew next to it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she she knows how to use that, like, what's that called? Like that blue thing that you can put on pictures, like, or things to get them stuck together. Glue? Kinda. Glue. No, like adhesive things. Oh, oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So now she will like draw a picture or paint a picture, and then she'll just put it on the walls. So, yeah, it's now, decorative here. I, I wonder how many. I wonder what your tolerance is going to be compared to Frederick's. Uh, my kids completely covered one wall in my bedroom, and my wife's tolerance is very high. But I'm like, you know, twenty pictures is good, but they want to <laughs> wallpaper it. <laughs> Oh, I gradually, this is the living room. So I mm. gradually like just make them disappear. Yes. I don't throw the pictures out. I store them for way longer than Frederick thinks I should store them. Yes. And just in case Freya will ask for the picture, I need to be ready. I, I um, when I pull them down, I feel guilty the same way I feel guilty. Well, you don't really have bugs in Iceland, but sometimes I feel guilty for killing a bug instead of taking it outside. And that's how I, I feel a little bit of guilt each one I pull down. Just a little bit. It goes away quickly. A new one will come up in its place, so it'll be okay. 
We actually just bought these like picture frames that you can put like multiple of those pictures into. I bought that too. Did you, did Instagram sell that to you? Yes. Yes, Instagram <laughs> sold that to me too. Holy shit. I think so. A lot of people are talking about this. They don't want the phone to listen to you and all of that. I'm like, yeah. obviously, I don't want like a person to be listening to my conversations, but I love it when it suggests things that I like. I'm like, and then I forget a commercial that came on my phone or something. I yeah. like say what I'm looking for or what it was that I liked. I'm like this hair tie, hair tie that keeps it whatever. And just hope that it's going to show it to me again. I love this feature. Technology's crazy. Yes. Hey, what about the blaze pods? They're always, they're always um, trying to get me to buy those. Do you know what those are? No. They're those, you put them on the ground. And they're lights and they light up and you work out with them. You, like you um, you put six of the lights on the ground and then yeah. you might be like, oh, these things. And oh. then you hit them or tap them or you put them on a wall. They're training lights. Oh, how fun. So it's like agility. and Yeah, just kind of just like a, a gimmick, but but to keep you engaged. You know what I mean? Kind of like to inspire you. Like how I'm guessing kind of like how a new pair of shoes would do. <laughs> but here's the thing. You have to you need to subscribe. Once you buy them, then you have to do a $10 a month subscription. And that's the only reason why I haven't bought them. I'm like, I feel like I'm being manipulated. It's $500 for the lights and then 10 bucks a month for a subscription. I'm like, I don't know. That's, that's a smart concept. Yeah, great, See, right? I bet you they're I, I just think at the gym, like a um, hotel gym that had those on the wall uh -huh. where you had to like press the lights and they gave you like a score or yeah. something afterwards yeah. and competed against like my family and that. Like, that's actually great. I think it would be very good for you as an athlete also just to, like, develop um, staying mentally engaged when you're under fatigue. Yami has actually had us do a shit ton of those. Uh, do you know what Stroop is? No, spell it for me. Uh, S-T-R-O-O-P. Stroop. Yeah. Okay. It's just like a game. And okay. it was, like, a specific app he even ended up buying, like, access to with a multiple games. It's... um. Uh, I think Formula One uses it a lot. Yeah, Stroop effect. So then we would have intervals. And <laughs> yeah, so you need to like press the right color of what the word is saying, not like follow the color of the letters. Mm -hmm. Whatever it's like. So you need to stay focused. And there's all different kinds of games like this. And he would have us play this in our... So we were maybe doing a workout that took three minutes or intervals. So we were like two to four minutes. And then in the one minute break we had, we had to sit down and we had to play this game. So your heart rate was super high and you're like trying to stay focused and do the right things in the game. And you could just see your scores just like plummeting when you got more fatigued. And then we started doing this actually like the most, that's probably the most boring training I've done. But then he would schedule in like twice a week we had to do this for 30 minutes straight so just sit on our phone and do like different types of games like reaction with the hand or look or whatever it was like different games that you played but it was mentally fatiguing like it was draining uh, yami's been your coach for more than 10 years and he runs uh the training plan yami tinkanen yes yeah yes. Crazy. Does. we've been working together since i met him first um what was it? Semis, it was called back then. Dave will be able to tell you the right things there if he's still listening. <laughs> um, uh, 
Yeah, so I met him at Semis in Holmstead the same time as I met Frederick for the first time. Oh. Sanctionals. Sectionals. Frederick just told me it's called Sectionals. Um, that was 2010, right? Yeah. Oh, so maybe called Regionals. Where was that? Where was that? Holmstead, Sweden, right by Copenhagen. Was it... um? It, was that at Aleko's uh, headquarters? No. Yes, Aleko's oh. headquarters. Oh, I was there. Yeah, crazy. You were there. Yeah, that was the Miko was there, right? Yes, Miko was there. Yeah, I was everyone there. had like, stars in their eyes watching Miko. He didn't yeah. compete because he was like pre-qualified because he won the games. That's right. Uh, but that was a that was a fun competition, and that's where I met Yami, and just. Me and Simpson and asked if he would be willing to train us, coach us for the games, and we've been working together ever since. Yeah, that's wild. Hey, does he is he ever going to put out a? You think about it's got to be one of the most important things you can get from a coach is proof of longevity, it's mm -hmm. a, if not the most important thing, right? So this your success is undeniable, and then the longevity. I wonder you would think that people would be clamoring to get his programming, like clamoring, because he's kept yeah. you healthy and yeah. at the top of the game. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. I feel like we've not going to say that everything is the best that we've done, but we've done mistakes and then we've learned from the mistakes that we make. Right. And he's been really, really good at continuing his education. Mm. He's so like when you have people that are so passionate about what they do, they will excel in it. And he is so passionate when it comes to making the right training, doing the right training for the right reason with the right purpose behind it. And that's how we've had to like evolve with my career as well. Just like me, what I did in 2011, that athlete would not have survive for this many years in the sport like we've had to evolve and change and he's always looking for expertise in like endurance programming and strength development and like all these different just see what he was doing with like the mental training and all of that as well like he is looking in different sports and different fields and trying to get the best equation for the best programming and i do believe he is one of the most knowledgeable guys out there when it comes to programming for elite athletes for you to be successful and elite because he doesn't just think about like one movement but he thinks about the movement pattern behind that one movement how are we going to make you as efficient as possible and your body and health maintain as long as possible and there are helps that he's an osteopath as well um, so so uh look look at this uh you just pointed out something else to me so we have longevity we have success. You can put on Yami's uh, resume. Those got to be like two of the most important. Uh, but check out this one. You just uh, relationship. Yes. That's crazy, right? I mean, we see people moving all the time and you have to suspect, you know, there's the saying in um, business or in workplaces, people don't leave jobs. They leave relationships, meaning if you really love your job, you'll stay. And so yes. you would you would have either have left him or he would have left you at some point, no matter the success. Yes. So the relationship, so he's, he's able to maintain a relationship too, which is huge. Absolutely. And I think that's come with, I'm, I'm brutally honest mm -hmm. and 
I say things when I'm not happy with things. I say things when something feels off. I say things if um, I don't think something is going to work out. I challenge him. I am. I definitely constantly challenge Yami. Like we've never had an easy season, um, but he listens and he doesn't always agree with me. And then I will try. He will give me his reasoning behind why he's doing it. And then I will try. And we will like, we have a trust. We've built a trust. Um, Annie, is there ever a time in the relationship where you've pushed back and he pushed back so hard that it gave you um, comfort? Like you kind you like you needed to hear his passion more about it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like that. Like like well, my relationship with my wife. Sometimes, sometimes she'll say something and I'll roar at her, and she'll be like, "Okay, I get it." Or I'll say something and she'll roar at me, and I'll get it. No, it's not fighting, but it's like more adamant and like, "Hey, more conviction." And so then you're like, "Okay, that's kind of what I needed." Of Just, course. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say we probably have that every year around the same time where oh, I start wow. doubting things and I'm wow. like. I, Makes sense. I don't feel like we've done enough of this or this here. It doesn't feel right. I don't think you're focusing enough on like the right things or doing the right things in my programming and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, he's, he's usually have pretty, pretty solid arguments. Right. So, yeah. That's cool that you notice it around. So the, the, um, the doubt will creep in. It's funny. I do that to the producer of the show. When the doubt creeps in, You'll start, uh, some. You'll start banging on him a little bit. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's 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 cool. That's cool that's that you. Rec that's cool that you recognize that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, through this many years, you better better know your pattern a little bit. So yeah. we've had the same conversation, but I feel like it's a conversation we've had to have almost every year. But I think that's a pro part of our process, and it's a part of me feeling like he is in control of what he's supposed to be in control of. And, and you don't want to be right, and he doesn't want to be right. You want to win. Win transcends yes. being right at 10 out of 10 times, right? 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 it's crazy. I wonder how many athletes have messed up. Because I see it all the time in, in, in regular life, day-to-day -day life, where people would rather be right, or people would rather be right than get the outcome they want. And it, it's a tragedy. Yeah. Or people will listen blindly and follow blindly whatever their coach is saying or whatever the program is saying um, without voicing their concern. And then it will bring doubt in the back of their head when they then take the floor and start competing. And, and I think that's the dangerous part. And maybe resentment in the relationship. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. So that's, that's always something for me that I've always like, I, Obviously, it's a team, and I have a team around me. I would not be this successful and have this longevity if I didn't have my team around me. And that team is a small group, but it's a group that's been with me for a decade, over a decade, most of them. It is Frederick. It's my parents. They've been with me since 2009 at the Games. Every year, they will be there, and they're with me through the season, uh, obviously taking a back seat a little bit more and more with the years. 
Then it's been Yami. And then my chiropractor from London, he's been with me since 2013 when I had my back injury. Yeah. And like, this is my circle of like the people that I trust to help me to get to where I need to be to win the CrossFit Games um, and be the best I can be. But I still acknowledge and make sure that I am also monitoring what I am doing and no one else is going to know how I feel, how my body is doing, how I am mentally doing. And unless I express those things, we won't function as a full unity to make me as good as possible. So like me being able to be vocal about things that might need adjustments and not be too proud and always have to do everything just as it is like talking about it, making adjustments that might be needed to the programming. If I'm feeling really, really beat up or if I'm feeling too fresh and I can do more because I know ultimately it's me that's taking the floor and it's me that's going to win or lose the CrossFit games. That's not my coaches. That's not my team. I am stepping onto the floor by myself so the responsibility needs to be in my hands as well. I share it with others and I use others to help me. But I feel like it's always been important. I can't finish the year and be like, nope, we didn't run enough this year. Like, it's also mine to say right, these things. Right, right, right. It's all, it's a, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, 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 it's a, at the end of the day, it's all on you. Yes. The buck stops with you at the end. Sorry, if you hear the drilling, there is some drilling going oh, on. I around. thought you ate something funky last night. My bad. <laughs> uh, Ken, Ken Walters, uh, Savon using corporate speak today. Don't be mean. Don't be, don't be mean. Not cool. Not cool. Don't be mean. Hey, and your, your gym is called CrossFit uh, Reykjavik? Yes. And you have one gym or multiple gyms? One gym. One gym. And, and, where tell tell me about that gym are you involved in the day-to-day -day? is it a big gym it's a big gym um i actually don't have a number on the amount of coaches no on the amount of members that we have like right now but probably around thousands wow wow um we are a fairly large gym so we can run two classes well kind of three classes at the same time but like classes start every half an hour um, and then we have another area where we have them beginners courses, kids classes, the golden age classes. And we actually have like very strong kids program and golden age program oh, that's, uh, I like that's going that. on, which is amazing. And then we also have mommy. I love coming to the gym when I'm coming training in the morning. It's usually just past nine o'clock and on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, we have like mommy classes so that's women either pregnant or with newborns most of them are just with their newborns there and then on the other side of the gym is the golden age and just like seeing i feel like we just have the whole like broad spectrum there and then i come and do my training alongside all of them and i just like it's a special feeling it's pretty awesome um, I, I want to go, I want to talk about the mommy classes, but I want to learn more about your gym. So who, who yeah. runs you? So you're out of the day to day. 
I'm out of the day today. Yeah, there's just I am too busy and I won't be able to give it enough attention. Is so, Frederick involved in the day to day or someone in your family? No, no, not in the day today. So we're three people. Ultimately, they that own the gym together. Uh, Shen, she is kind of the hat behind it, like the financial manager and has been managing like the schedule with all the coaches and all of that. We have another guy thrusted as stepping into a lot of those things now as well. And then Everett, he's been the hat coach for since we started. So he does wow. most of the programming. And then we have coaches, obviously, and Thruster is taking on the role of now managing a little bit the day to day, like the coaches and everything on the floor. And I believe he will become gradually a bigger role and a part of the gym. Uh, and then Frederick and me, we are probably like the annoying ones that come and are like, oh, I think this year can be better. This year can be better. We've often been a part of like a developing the coaches a little bit. So just like meeting up with the coaches, um, talking about how we feel like that can be better and more fun for them. It's just always nice. Like I saw it when I was teaching the level one seminars, I learned so much when I was interning. And then when I started teaching it, I like, I felt a little sad that I could never see any of those amazing coaches teaching anymore does that make sense dude it compl i that's the best part of going to the l1s watching the red shirts coach crazy yes. and Frederick was a red shirt too right uh for like a little bit he okay. did the interning and yeah never and then just time travel it doesn't make sense like me traveling from iceland for a weekend seminar was just it was just too much like i loved it but it was just too much travel with the training and everything. And, and you miss being around those coaches you were saying. Yes. So there you get to see them coach and there you learn to become a better coach yourself. So as soon as I got my red shirt on, I didn't get to see that much of other coaches. Obviously I could watch the lectures and all of that, but like, it's so amazing to learn cues. And that's what I've learned. Like, going around the world, like seeing different coaches teach at different gyms. When I was like at some of those headquarters where you have like those phenomenal level one coaches, level two coaches that are teaching those seminars, seeing them coaching classes is so good. So when you become a coach in a gym, you're usually just by yourself and you don't get to see others coach. So for coaches to meet up and just like, talk about some of the things that have been working for them and just it continues to make being a coach fun. It gets you like excited, just like training. When you sit down and you talk about your programming, you talk about your training, you get motivated and you get like, Oh, I can't wait to start this. It's the same with coaching. Like when you talk about the different things and the feeling that you can make other people feel when they walk into the gym and you're a part of, possibly the best part of their day and you're supposed to make their them feel special and their experience be good and yeah i know coaches are not supposed to be cheerleaders that's at least what we teach in level ones but dude i love having a cheerleader like i love walking through the floor when people are in the class and just me standing behind the rower or whatever looking at the monitor they will go harder because you have like that little extra gear
So like you giving a little extra gives them a little extra. So that's a little bit what we've been a part of. And then when there's something that we're very passionate about, then we get to do that at the gym. So we really enjoyed like endurance seminars. So we set some of those up at the gym where we work with hardware monitor are doing specific zones and threshold training. And then now I want to start doing a little bit of menopausal seminars, just helping women that are going through menopause, knowing how they're supposed to be training and what's happening in their body and all of that. That's something that I've gotten very passionate about. So I want to be doing that. Uh, so then we have that access and we can always do that at CrossFit Regular Week. Uh, it, my, my wife, I think similar to you, she trained her first pregnancy, especially before the twins, she trained every day. Uh, she, you know, it was a little difficult in the beginning with the morning sickness, but trained all the way, uh, to, to the day she had the baby. Um, she even set some PRs, um, with some, uh, cleans. I mean, she doesn't have numbers like you, but I think she cleaned and jerk 135 for the first time when she was maybe four or five months pregnant, just feeling, and not even pushing, you know, just my, my yeah. wife. You know, there were other things she stopped doing. Uh, she stopped doing pull-ups because she would say when she would hang from the bar, she would feel the tension in her stomach. But other, yeah. th but other things, you know, it is really remarkable um, to have a front row seat. I mean, women have been doing it since the dawn of time. But for people like uh, Frederick and I, or for even women having their first baby, it's a remarkable front seat, front row seat to have to see um, uh, a woman um, – grow a baby a human being inside of her and then also stay in, in in top physical condition and i'm assuming women did that the majority of women on planet earth have done that before we got to modern times right they still had to like get animals get food carry the other children around and i, I guess you're kind of doing it now right you you were taking care of a baby and then you're you're growing another baby inside of you now right yes yeah i'm wow. 18 weeks in did you mean to get um uh, have another baby uh, I absolutely meant to have another baby, um, but this was not planned. No, right. it, did, it did end up just, I never compete with a birth control. I just yeah. do better without. Yeah. Uh, and this literally happened like five, seven days after the games. Um, I was, are you surprised? Are you surprised? Like, were you being careful? Were you monitoring or, or, or were you kind of come? Because I, we are twins. After we had the first baby, we got lackadaisical and then, with all that stuff with all sorts of contraception but also i feel like the woman's body after it has one baby it might be in kind of the mode oh okay i, I make babies yeah exactly it was definitely well obviously easier than with the first one uh we were trying when we had the first one and that it didn't take long it took three months yeah but this time around it just happened uh immediately where it didn't fit with my cycle, if I'm being honest with that. But I can never say that it's like, oh, we're very excited. I've always wanted to have more children. Um, but I was very excited to compete at Rokes. I oh, was oh. super disappointed with the games. Uh, the physical shape you took, of you did 13th at the games. Is that what you mean? Your placement you're disappointed with? Oh, no. Well, oh, oh. obviously, I didn't want to place. I think I placed 13th. Right. Um, that's definitely not where I wanted to place. When you said uh, you're disappointed, what were you disappointed about? I just underperformed. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, that can happen. Uh, I would say I underperformed 2016, and then I underperformed this year at okay. the Games. And 
I'm, I honestly haven't really figured out what it was that happened. Like I training leading into the games was pretty darn good. And like everything that I can compare with apart from the one at Maxis, um, that was the only thing I would say was like a little bit limiting going into the games because I've had like this hip thing going on for a while. Um, so that was the only thing that maybe I hadn't done as much as I wanted to do was like a lot of heavy lifting, but everything else I've never done as much running. I've never done like, gotten as good at must, like there were so many things that were like clicking really, really well. You were excited to showcase. Yeah. And literally like I walk out of the event and I'd be like, I do it. Like I did, I did my best. Mm -hmm. I really tried, but I just don't know what happened. Like my legs were just giving in and it was just like my body just wasn't feeling right. So the only thing I can put it up as is going a little bit overtrained into the games. And that is maybe me learning a little bit how I need to be like, you need to evolve and fix how you're feeling. And I wasn't feeling great either. I was potentially like a little under but then you also need to just. What about what about what about an episode four of your podcast? Uh, fantastic setup, by the way. You nice. And, you and Katrina, it's killer. Um, Thank you. And, and great podcast, great audio, great just raining good stuff. I watched episode four last night, and you said you cried every morning before, um, before you would go, and I can't remember what when, but recent. Oh, um. I, I was on a seven hour drive uh, the other day and my wife was sitting next to me and 30 minutes into the drive and my kids were in the back, my three kids, 30 minutes into the drive, the dog died in her laps, just died. Oh my God. So we had the dog with us for, till we got home and I had to bury it. So I cried and laughed for six hours and the, Jesus. I couldn't believe how tired I was. No. Do you think that there was an emo so when I heard you say you cry because it crying as a kid's no big deal, but as an adult, it's like takes a lot of energy oh to cry. God, you're you know so yeah. So um, do you think that, that what do you think so the expense cool. was? A little bit of crying, five minutes of crying every because you were missing your daughter, by the way. For people in the episode, she says she wake up in the morning missing her daughter. Do yeah. You think that, do you think that do you think that took the edge off? No. No, 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 no. Cause that was 2021. That was the year okay. I came back where Freya wasn't with me. She was with okay. me this year. Okay, okay. I got my story. Yeah. Okay. So right. that was – I can't blame it on mine. I can't blame it on mine. Right. No. All right. But how I'm thinking about it is that also like even – it's so hard. You can't dissect it properly. Mm. It is just like I've been competing for – this was my 13th time competing as an individual, I think, at the Games – and me having two years where I've been off is maybe just life. Mm. Like maybe you can't really blame it on any one specific thing. Maybe it is just like you're trying to peak at the right time and something is just off and it's just life. Like it sucks. It's super frustrating. And that's why after the games, I was like, shit, like I, I'm going to show everyone what I can do at Rogues. Like, this is, yeah, this is not what I wanted. And then I saw the TO was competing and I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to just like get to compete against her again. And alongside, like 
that got me super excited too. So like I was so ready to just ramp and get ready for rogues. And then I was like, oh, I'm pregnant. So, but super happy with it though. Like it was never a sad moment. The only sad thing was like, ah, I can't get to show everyone. But at the same time, I think after performances like this, it gives me the biggest drive to compete. Mm. And it usually brings the best out of me. So I think it will just increase the odds even more that I will come back from second kid even stronger. Dang. Yeah. So you've already thought about that coming back. I always do one year at a time. Mm -hmm. And of course, I can't say that I am going to come back and win the games again. Like, I can't do that. However, the way that I'm feeling right now, I don't see why I wouldn't come back on the competition floor and compete again. I am training that way through my pregnancy that my body will recover as well as possible. I am trying to increase my VO to max. There were incredible things that also came with my pregnancy from less from being pregnant with Freya. But of course, you can't know how the birth is going to be. Like I had, it can't be a lot worse than when I had Freya. But just what happened? I, what happened with Freya? You, you lost a lot of blood during the pre, during the pregnancy. Uh, no, during the birth, the birth was just, the birth, like, right. we can just say it was a very, very traumatic experience. Um, how are, how are, how are you now? Um, my wife had a miscarriage and lost so much blood that her skin, she was like yellow for six months. It was yeah, crazy. It took, it's insane. I'm so yeah. sorry to hear that by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was a while back. I mean, when that happens too, you're just happy that she's okay. She, she yes, did good. Exactly. Thank you for saying that. But she was, as long as she was okay, it was like, we were good. And that was the thing. Like after having Freya, I wasn't thinking about like, oh, I need to get to the competition floor again. It was just right. like, it's fine. And like, and thinking back, even though that was a traumatic like birth, it was a beautiful experience still because I am healthy and my child is healthy. Yeah, yeah. It was just an injury that I had to recover from. And I think that's kind of how you need to look at it. Like the pelvic floor just got severely injured. And I know how to train after injury. I know how to get myself back together after injury. There was just a very different one that I had to learn to recover from. But that's kind of the way you need to think about it. But like traumatic birth and a bad birth it was very difficult and it was really hard but i would say the hardest experience was also just like not knowing if your kid is okay if that makes sense like is she fine after this like she was getting so lactic but that's making me even more determined that the right thing for me to do was to train throughout my pregnancy because freya she like recovered they had like a heart rate monitor on her like on her head to monitor her uh, while I was giving birth and just seeing how she was recovering every single time was amazing. So, and when she came out, she's like so big and strong and just like could lift her head and everything. Just did you get to take her home, Annie, when you went home? When did you get to take her home when you went home? Oh, yeah. She actually oh, graduated awesome. like awesome. Um, like the day after, like we had her, she could have gone home, but I wasn't allowed to go home for two mm. days. So right. she stayed with me for two days at the hospital. 
um, so we, so my, my wife had a miscarriage, then we had a baby, then she had another miscarriage. Then after that second miscarriage, that when she lost all that blood, she was like, Hey man, I don't think we should do this again. I'm like, why? She goes, that was too, that was too much on my body. Um, that was, I lost too much blood. Then she got pregnant again and uh, being careless. And, but she was scared for a little bit. She was for like 24 hours. She, before, before she could get her head right. Were you, were you scared when you got pregnant again, thinking about the other birth? No, you were just like. No, because I would do it all again. Yeah, cool. All right. Like I would do it all over because we're both healthy and yeah. she is the biggest gift I've ever. This is the oh, most. Got, oh, that, that's you and the baby? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. <laughs> so I wouldn't the only thing i can say is the uh, doctors should have put me into c-section yeah um sooner mm -hmm. uh i ended up not having it we ended up get, like getting everything done but like that probably would have been safer um but since everything went great it's yeah i'm i'm not Wait, scared so you did have a c-section or you did not i did not you did no. not wow no but this time around, so in Iceland, this is very different from the United States. Mm -hmm. You cannot just go like, I want to schedule a C-section. Mm. Like, that's not an option in Iceland. Mm. You give birth. Um, Great however, if you have a bad birth or um, experience like I did, then you're allowed to choose. So, well, it's very likely that I will have a C-section this time around. If Frederick or my mom would hear that I'm saying likely, they would snap and get pretty upset. But it is my decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just because you also have to think about like the toll it takes on like the toll it took on you. Right. When your right. wife had miscarriage, like the right. toll it took on Frederick. Right. To go through this experience as well. He was worried right. for me and he was worried for our child. Right. The only thing I'm nervous about is... I don't want to have another experience like that yeah. because of Freya. Like I don't want to come home from the hospital with a new child and so broken, not being able to take properly care of myself, her baby brother, and not give her enough attention either. That's what so you're like, having. You're having a boy. I'm having a boy. You're going to yeah. one of each. Crazy. Yeah. One of each. So like I don't want to do that to her. Yeah. Um. You so so when you were you were plan you were planning on ramping up for Rogue and then you get yeah. pregnant. How did that take you any time to process? Was there like a forty eight hour window where you were like where you mourned Rogue or a twenty four hour or ha ha no? You just like excitement fun. Yeah. first. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and everyone around you is excited, right? Like, no, like you're the only one who's like, man, Rogue would have been fun. Couldn't we wait until after Rogue? I think Frederick understood because he he's in it with me, you know. Yeah. But he was so ready. He was just like, ah, this what? And your mom and dad too were probably. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, they weren't with me when we found out, so it was just us in the beginning. And once I told them, I was like perfectly yeah i would say it was excitement in the beginning and then i was like oh shit that means rogue isn't happening so then i was like a little i would say give or take like 
20, 30 minutes <laughs> where you were like, uh, less, five, 10 minutes where you were like, oh no, but now I won't be able to compete at Rogues. And then it's like, you know what? This was meant to be. This this is what was supposed to happen. When is the due date for the baby? It's Rough. beginning of May. And so, so theoretically, you could have the baby and be ready for the 2025 games in your head. Oh, absolutely. This is a... Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, well, let's not go there. But you're like, no, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's more time than I had to get ready for competing after having Freya. And crazy. Dude, I was broken. Like, I couldn't run for seven, eight months after I had Freya. So, like, me getting ready for the competing at the games that year. Like, still to me, what I did that year is mind-blowing. Like, I competed at the games and I podiumed less than a year after having Freya. And I was so messed up. Like... Did that bring back any of the messed upness, any of the injuries you had, any of the, the stress you had on your body from the baby that you recovered from? Did the games damage you at all that year? Were you like, ooh, fuck. Oh, no. 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 You came out the other side like a boss. Yeah, stronger. And I came Crazy. out on the other side like more confident that I was okay. So I went even stronger going into rogues after right. the game. So competing in October – gave me those extra, like every month there were changes. But I think the good thing in this whole whole big picture is that I then took a really, I was very patient and I took a really long time to help myself recover. I wasn't rushing into training. I wasn't rushing into anything. Like I really took my time. Um, how long before you went for, let's say a one mile walk? More than a month? Oh, way, way more than a month. Yeah, that's interesting because some women will get – after my wife had the twins, and I say this with no exaggeration, she didn't leave the house for three months. It, yeah, she just stayed in the house and, and was breastfeeding. People don't realize – and, and I think – because after she had my first – the first kid, she went on a walk like two blocks after like two weeks, and she started bleeding. And she's like, well, I'm not doing that again. I'm resting. And, and like she just yeah. gave her she gave her body time to rest. That makes me so happy to hear you say that, that you did that. So you did not even so pe for people to realize that world class athlete doesn't stay still, has baby, stays home for a month, doesn't walk. You, 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 yeah. Um, right. I, it's I, really, and that's called I taking care of yourself. Say that again. I would have gone for a walk. You would have. I would have. If I would have been able to. Right, 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 right. Plus, oh, I lost okay. so much blood. Yeah. I yeah. literally, like, Frederick had to stand by the shower while I was showering. Yeah, yeah. Just to make sure I would be okay. I would say. Did you lose consciousness? No, no. Close, though, probably, right? I don't know. Okay. But I was also just, like, my public floor was so messed up that I honestly just couldn't really, like, let's say there was a tiny downhill or t like anything i like couldn't do that without discomfort oh interesting. So, like if you walk downhill yeah the discomfort wow crazy yeah do you still so, feel that no 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 no. all gone not, not no not at all not it's a muscle i had to just like i was severely injured like very injured so it's an injury that you have to take care of. And I went to see a pelvic floor physiotherapist and specialist and 
learned how to use my muscles again and get control and strength again. Um, and it's something I'm still working on, but it takes a very long time. I was told not to get pregnant for two years mm. um, just because my body needed a long time to recover from the injury. But like I started biking a little bit sooner and it saved me mentally. Like maybe you guys had a big place, but it saved me mentally to walk out of the door of our apartment and go for a drive and seeing that the world was still out there yeah, and life is the same and life continues and time heals wounds. Like that helped me. I had to get out of the house. I am used to being active and on the move and getting the endorphins from training in the house. That was a big change, you know, having to just be lying down pretty much all day. You just get messed up. So, yeah. Going back to your gym for a second. So they, do, do you, are you even aware that they raised uh, affiliate fees? I am. And but does that is that even pop on your radar? Are you like, hey, because I was I was talking with someone the other day. I'm like, hey, if you if you have 20 things going on, and your and your time is really valuable, right? So like, you have two newborn kids, yeah. So your time is really valuable to you. And I've even heard you say that part of the problem, the reasons why you don't like other countries as much as Iceland, is because you can be really efficient. You don't get yes. stuck in traffic. You don't have to waste time. I love that. I, when I heard you say that, I was like, that's exactly how I am. I cannot stand. Uh, I, time. yeah yeah like just be on i don't like going over to someone's house and they're not ready and now i'm sitting in your in your living room with my thumb in my ass like hey don't do that to me um but um with you is that is it like hey the 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 thor's daughter empire is so big that it, it doesn't i'm not i can't even give that two seconds of thought no definitely no? not no? no like do you because even care do you even care that it went up are you are you like happy you're like good charge us more get us some better shit or are you like no, what are you doing you're i gonna... care yeah okay no, definitely what are your thoughts on it um i don't know if i should be talking about my thoughts on it okay um well obviously you, you, you want to think about it and come back on tomorrow <laughs> no what scares me is that if if I don't think some things are done the way I would want to have them done, then what do people think that don't love? I love CrossFit. Like I, I don't love everything in it. I don't necessarily need to agree with how everything is run either, but I love what CrossFit has done for me, my life, my family and for general public, just health, how I love the training program and what it teaches and CrossFit is going to be a part of my life forever. Um, so of course I care when memberships increase that much, because what is it going to do for the smaller gyms that don't have that many members for the gyms that have crazy rent that they need to be paying for the smaller towns that will never then are all the small towns going to lose affiliates now because they can't be paying that fee. But of course they can continue to do what CrossFit is doing, but they can, such, they can train it. They just can't call it that. Yes, exactly. But I feel like it's such a big part of CrossFit is the community yeah, and part, being able to participate in the conversations about CrossFit the pride that comes with being 
CrossFit, mm. doing the open and being a part of the season. Like that's some of my favorite parts of the season is the open, not as an athlete, but for the community. Cause I'm like, all of a sudden we're all doing the worst together and I'm getting to see how other people are when they're competing, like the stress in their heads and like stress is good for us, man. Like, it's great. It's not when people say, oh, I'm not going to sign up because it costs money. I'm just going to do it and I'm going to check where I'm at. No, 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 no. You're taking away so much of the stress factor mm. of putting your name down and putting in your score. Like you're participating in a competition and it's a different mindset, whether you admit it or not, you're going to have a little bit different mindset. You need to make sure someone is judging you and you're like judging how other people are doing it. And like, I feel like that's such a big part of this whole thing. We're talking about the workout for multiple days. Everyone, re like we remember so many. I just want to say one thing real quick. That's a really good point. And I've done fucking God knows how many shows about the open. No one's ever said that when you pay the 20 bucks, you're bought in. And it adds an element of stress you will not get if you don't you will not get if you don't pay the twenty bucks. And I don't care what you say. I agree with that wholeheartedly. By the way, that's like that's the difference of like um, uh, playing tennis at practice and then and then showing up and watching my kids play when the, when it's the competition. Right? There's a yes. whole different stress when when there's something on the line, even if it's nothing. Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. You nailed it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes me a little bit sad. And I don't, that's why this is hard for me to talk about because I don't have the right answers because at the same time, yeah. maybe this will reward that the gyms that are actually successful, mm -hmm. they, cause I also don't like when gyms there, when there's like insane amount of gyms and they're all competing against each other. Like there should be some approximate, approximate, yeah, proximity. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Not my first language, but I and better here <laughs> um, when they're too many too close to each other like there should be a like some distance depending on how many people obviously like iceland is different from manhattan you know or la or whatever where you have so many people but maybe you shouldn't allow in a small town to be multiple crossfit gyms but then it's like, how do you decide who's the one that should have it? Should it just be the first one that does it? Does he have the right forever? What if the other one is going to have a better? So like, it's really hard where I see problems, but I don't have all the solutions. And that's why I don't think it's the right thing to express too much about it. But of course, it breaks my heart a little bit that some of those gyms are not going to be CrossFit affiliated anymore. Uh, even for a gym like mine, like, it's bumping up a lot in price because we we were one of the first ones. To oh, right. right. So right. we're like, I don't even know if I want to say what we're paying. You. Right, right, right. Well, if you, yeah, I mean, if you're one of the original gyms, it goes from 500 to 4,500. Yes. And then, and then you have, and then, and then the level two. Level um, two, I don't mind. You don't I'm mind. Like, uh, I feel like they should maybe give the level two to the ones that are uh the owners of the gym i feel like that would be fair um but yeah i'm i'm not running crossfit and i maybe there's more pride that goes into it as soon as you pay for something you will then like put a little bit more effort into it don't know about that but i feel like 
I think it's fine to put the standard up a little bit higher, even though I've seen some of the comments that like, it's not the owner of the gym that's necessarily teaching all the classes. No, 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 but maybe it's the owner of the gym that needs to understand a little bit more of the fundamentals and being able to coach their coaches a little bit better. And therefore, level two is maybe a good thing to have, at least for head coaches, I believe. And that's not going to be an issue for my gym. We have, I think, a lot of our coaches have level two. Uh, Vindicate, yes, my hometown will most likely lose theirs. So that's the gym with uh, 60, 60, 60 members, maybe all, all the coaches coach for free. And they're just they're there kind of as a community org and maybe they go out. But then on the other hand, the gym that's four miles away, those members may go there and that gym may benefit from that gym closing down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How is how is CrossFit in Iceland still still raging? I uh, still doing really, really well. Yeah. Absolutely. I would say it's just like flatlined a little bit. I think everyone knows what CrossFit is. And People continue to love it, continue to compete in it, be in it, be involved in the community and all of that. But it's the biggest shift I've seen is maybe like um, we used to have a lot in the morning. Mm. And ever since COVID, I think people have a hard time waking up early in the morning and getting back to that rhythm. So we have more at noon and evenings than we used to have in the mornings. But other than that, like everyone knows where CrossFit is in Iceland at this point. Uh, did you enjoy watching Laura and Tia go at it at Rogue? Did any part of you, en- were you able to enjoy that even though you weren't there? <laughs> yes. A part of me wished that I was able to like Get compete them. alongside them. Yeah. And you always think like, how would I do in that workout? How would I do yeah. in that workout? Um, but yeah, I loved seeing them go against each other. However, I... <laughs> I've always thought that Tia is like, um, just the, one of the best athletes I've ever competed against. She is just phenomenal. It's, it's very hard to beat Tia. Um, but seeing her do what she did, uh, six months after having her child, that was another level. Like if, it blew my mind. I, I'm like, I don't even know what I was watching. <laughs> like, that's absolutely insane to me. I'm like, okay, her endurance. I'll give her that. She's recovered quickly. She didn't have any issues with pelvic floor, which is great. Was able to start doing, you can start doing a lot of breathing and your endurance can even go up after having a child. So seeing the first event, I'm like, okay, amazing. She still has her superpower and she, that was incredible performance seeing her deadlift like what the actual f that's that's insane i know it's not her max in deadlift but six months after having a kid that i don't know it's it's crazy right it's it's crazy i you think she wins the games i hard to bet against her right one it's hard to bet against her it's very it's always hard to bet against Tia. Mm. uh i believe she can i believe it's going to be hard for the other girls to beat her but i also don't think it's guaranteed that she wins the games do you know laura very well mm, yes and no yeah 
she pretty she pretty quiet to herself yes yeah she is she and gabby you see she's like loose around gabby and i'm oh, i right. feel like i like cracked a little bit into gabby like i've gotten to know gabby a little bit better but Laura's a little more closed off i i still don't know where we're at i Right. You yeah. can't tell if she, yeah, me neither. I can't tell if she hates me or she loves me. I, I'm, <laughs> me I, I'm starting to think maybe she loves me and she just, she's having trouble uh, processing how much she loves me. So she has to keep her distance from me. <laughs> but I do have to admit, I've always been a little bit of a Laura fan though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for weird <laughs> reasons, right? She's kind of a weird, what say it again. Oh yeah. Her confidence. I really liked yeah. how she's spoken. I've really, um, she beats to her own and, drummer, that's for sure. Yeah, like, I think it's so dangerous when girls have started being, like, just believing that Tia's going to win. Mm -hmm. And you're never going to win if you have that attitude. So I've always loved it that Laura just goes in with, like, she doesn't care who she's competing against. She's going to try to win. And I like that. I think you need to have quite a bit of that. And yeah, I I really like that about her. Uh, uh, not a taxidermy deer. Sevon Laura hates you. Uh, Matt <laughs> Burns. Uh, let's see if Sevi has stones today. I see. I see. I saw what Dan Guerrero is posting. I'm not bringing that up. I'm not talking. I'm not talking to Annie about that today. I, I pre you got to DM her. Just leave me. Leave me alone. I don't know what that was. What? They're just. They're. They're just. Um. They want to rehash the past. They they want to go. They want the, the people in the comments are just, a couple. There's a couple just just rousers in there. Hey, I've done a lot of podcasts with Annie, and he's been very forthright with me. She's come. Oh, let me let me talk. To, I'm not. I love you guys, but shut the fuck up for a second. Annie, what did you think about? Uh, uh, I know this is a little self serving. What did you think about me and Katrin at the games? What did you think about that? Like after the biking event, and I walked over, and you two were walking. Oh, I thought it was great. It was it was cool, right? Yeah, it was, was really you, good. You, you, she wasn't being fake or I wasn't being fake. That that was like sincere shit? Yes. Okay, no, good. absolutely. That's what I thought, too. I That's what I thought too. And afterwards, I was like, did we really just do that? No, okay, I good. think it was really, really good. Because she has okay. also been talking about like, I I didn't really know why we even need to be talking about this anymore. It's just, it's in the past. It's done. It doesn't matter. Okay, good. But I but but I'm, I, I was very aggressive towards her and I just wanted her to... Um, I didn't want, I didn't want her to feel, I I wanted it to be okay. I, I wanted her, I want it to be smooth. I don't want anyone to like tripping in that situation. It's a special day. You know what I mean? Yes. But I she, was, yeah, she was cool. And of, and of course this last year too, she gave me just or this, she gave some, me some incredible interviews, just some incredible shit. Yeah, it was yeah. good. You, you, guys are, you guys are good. Okay, good. Thank you. Does she, um, do, do you miss her now that she's, she's, uh, 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 in the States and you're in Iceland. Oh, yes. I miss her quite a lot, but we do talk. Cause you called know. her from even like you called her from the hospital right before the baby came out. I mean, you're close to oh, her. Yeah, yeah. 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 We uh, FaceTime probably twice a week or something, but then we talk text messages probably like close to every day. Yeah. Yeah. We're hey. close. We're close. We're also doing a lot of different things together. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, will be doing that. Will be coming out next year. Will you be? Will you be at the games this year? You think? This year? Yeah. You show up there. I don't know. It all depends on how things go. 
how babyist and everything. Because right. I'll right. have what um, June, July, three months month old. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Um, uh, Rambler Annie, I love you. What's your resting heart rate? <laughs> I think my resting heart rate is around fifty. Just, just under, just over, depending on, yeah. Hey, uh, thank you for coming on. You're, you're, you're so awesome. Appreciate it. Great catching My up pleasure. with you. Yeah, I, 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 so, so stimulated by your presence. You're awesome. Uh, tell Fred, <laughs> thanks for letting us borrow his wife for an hour, and uh, congratulations on the uh, second baby. I uh, can't wait to talk to you again. Hopefully, we can talk again before you have the baby. I'm curious how the second one, as you get bigger and bigger, what, how you're, how you feel. Sounds good. Yeah. Right, already, I actually just went to see a doctor today. I'm 18 weeks in and mm -hmm. I just went to see a doctor today, just like a checkup, whatever. And he was like, it wasn't regarding the pregnancy. And he's like, wait, how far along did you say you are? I'm like 18 weeks. It's like, oh, I'm like, what does that mean? It's like, well, you look like you're 20, 21 weeks. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what a good dude. <laughs> I can't even tell you're pregnant when you're sitting down from my perspective. I can't even tell. So. <laughs> well, thank you, Savan. All right. Ciao, girl. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. You guys, what the fuck are you guys doing? What's be up, cool, Savan? Everyone be cool. Everyone be cool. Look at this guy. Rambler. Or no, who's this guy bringing up? Uh, I'm not going to bring – do you regret posting the black square for $2? You want me to ask her that? That was fucking five, four years ago. And it's Canadian $2. Fuck yeah, off with that yeah, shit. Yeah, Jesus, man. Be cool. I, me and her had it out, man. We had it out. Be cool. Look at you, fucking Dionysus, with that hair. <laughs> Did yeah, you get a perm, or that's just, uh, that's, that's you? This is just my hair. I, uh, it's the, the beginning of a midlife crisis, I think. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe how young you look. What? Are you, <laughs> what the hell is going on? Yeah, you, man. Want, you want peptides? Uh, negative, sir. No. Jesus the only, the only thing I'm taking is creatine. That's all. Human growth hormone. How do? You, how the fuck do you look so young? Uh, it, it's this thing called CrossFit. It seems to work. All right. Um, wh where are you right now? I am in my office in my new gym that we just opened a week ago uh, oh. in Monroe, Connecticut. Is it a? Is it a CrossFit gym? It is. Uh, it is currently a CrossFit affiliate since two thousand and eight. <laughs> Ooh, currently. Yeah. Um, how how long have you been doing CrossFit now, Rob? Uh, I think I started in two thousand, early two thousand seven. Um, just cherry picking workouts here and there, and then uh, graduated to, um, you know, doing it almost more full-time in 2008. That's when I started sending videos to uh, the, the media team at CrossFit. And, yeah. um, and then I competed in the games in 2009. So you're approaching 17 years. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me. Yeah. And, and what's the name of your affiliate? Hybrid athletics. And that's what it's always been. It's always been hybrid athletics. Yeah. Since the day we opened um, it, it's when I started sending content into CrossFit HQ, that's when uh, Tony budding was there and, yeah. Um, you know, I, he was posting videos and, um, he said, Hey, um, you know, after five or six months of posting content of mine, he's like, we just realized that you're not an affiliate. Um, you know, can, can you, <laughs> do you want to be an affiliate? I said, yeah, sure. Like, so we, we affiliated, uh, but they were, they were kind enough to just start 
pumping content out there for me. Um, I, we, man, uh, 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 whatever this guy's name is, uh, Savon would talk so much shit on himself if he watched himself as someone else. Well, let me tell you who I did talk shit about. We talked so much shit about Rob. <laughs> we didn't, cause we didn't believe any of the numbers we were like. And so I would, I, I remember going out there with, uh, was I with my wife or was I with Carrie no, Peterson? That was with Carrie Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and we had him uh, reenact some of the shit that supposedly he was doing. And it was crazy. It was, I remember even being at Tanya Wagner's house yeah. and we're like, yeah, we're going to go up and film with this guy, Rob Orlando. And he, he's going to be fucked. He's not going to even, he, he's not going to be able to do that stuff. He says, and we're like, Oh shit. No, that was, that was actually funny because when you introduced yourself to me, you're like, uh, you were like, well, we know you're a fraud, so we want to come and videotape it. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight up. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll Thank see God. you tomorrow. <laughs> Damn. I think I, I think you put us through a workout in that gym too. I almost died. I did. Yeah. yeah. And, and then we did this thing. Uh, it was your idea to do uh, a mashup of Diane, Elizabeth and Fran. Um, we called it Diana, Fran, Beth or something like that. And it was kind of a mashup of everything, but it was scaled. Everything was scaled up and heavy. It was a fun little workout we put together. Crazy. Uh, so, so, how, how many years is the how many years is the affiliate going? Uh, since '08, we affiliated. Um, we'll come back to that in one second. Uh, CrossFit eight four five. Oh, this guy's going to come on the podcast soon. I asked Rob if he can still do King Kong. hundred uh, percent, yes, and I can do it very quickly. Hey, uh, King Kong is for anyone who doesn't know it's deadlift. Thank you. Damn, you're fast, Caleb. It's um three rounds for time. Uh, deadlift one deadlift at 455, two muscle ups, three squat cleans at 250, four handstand push ups. Damn. Yeah, I remember it, when that workout first came out. There was whoever posted it. I think it was a Canadian guy posted it up, and um, you know, I th I want to say it took him like eight minutes to go through that. Um, and then I was in my gym um by myself one night. And I was like, I think I can do six rounds faster than he did three. So I videotaped it and sent it to HQ and they posted that up. I want to say six rounds took me like seven minutes. Damn. That was then? Yeah. What do you think you do? What do you, th you, you can you do that now? A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and it would be the squat cleans would, you know, that's the hard part of the workout. Uh, the squat cleans would s slow me down a bit, but it's not nothing terrible it would be yeah there you go um rob do you care if people in your gym are on steroids um no i i don't care i think the what i do appreciate though is is honesty right right don't, right don't sugarcoat it like you know, do what you so gotta the guy do next to you isn't hating himself for fucking getting destroyed by yeah something. like you know i'm i'm a natural guy and i've i've always been natural and i i um you know, so when somebody is right next to me and they're they're hitting new PRs every time they touch the barbell, and I know they're on, but they won't say anything. Uh, that's the the rub. Um, if they just said to me like, "Hey, I'm doing TRT because I feel like shit," yeah, okay, great. Then yeah, yeah, you know, let's let's all just be honest and upfront. And, and we kind of have gone through. We're in that era, kind of. I I didn't think it would actually ever happen. I don't know if it was Mark Bell or who did it, but about five years ago, it kind of became it became okay to be honest. Yeah. You know, like I, I just started paying attention to this guy, uh, Kenny KO um, on YouTube and Instagram. 
Um, and he made this question famous. Like he just walks around at bodybuilding shows and gyms and he puts a microphone in somebody's face and he just says, Natty or not. Um, oh, and wow. and you, you'd be surprised at how candid some people can be. And then yeah. you'd see other people that just dance around it. Uh, yeah, that's the guy. So he just walks up to people and he's like, Natty or not. Um, and and it's 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 interesting some of the feedback he gets. But um, And he's not natural, I assume. He is not. He's doing TRT. He actually did a, an amazing video. It's like a one-minute clip. Um, it's a YouTube short, I think. Um, and it, it's he goes into it and he goes, "Hey, you know, I just I wanted to put out a video talking about the uh, the side effects of TRT." He goes, "Because I just don't think people talk about it enough." He's like, uh, first, you're going to wake up feeling fucking awesome every day." <laughs> and uh, he's like, that's, that's the first side effect. And the second side effect is that every time you go to the gym, you're going to feel like an absolute Adonis. Like, so yeah, the yeah. side effects are not what you think they are. Um, it, it was actually a very creative, funny little video. Um, uh, my buddy, Andrew Hiller got on it, got on it pretty young. He's young. He's not even 40. Mm-hmm. And how old are you? Uh, I'll be 49 in April. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, I would seriously. I thought I was like, is he even forty? God, that is crazy, Rob. You are timeless as shit. Well, you know when I competed in the games, you oh motherfucker, I, like <laughs> <laughs> you better age, and I ain't dating a little boy. <laughs> I was, um, I was old at, at the 2011 games. I was 36. You know, I was like, yeah. the, I yeah. was a senior out there by a good seven, eight, nine years over than anybody else. Your walker with your tennis balls in the back. Exactly right. <laughs> hey, so so this so 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 Hiller gets on TRT, yeah. and and then um, I'm putting words in his mouth. I don't think he'll care. But so he gets on it. He loves it. He says it's fucking amazing. He says all those things you say. He's like, holy shit, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. Then um, he, he wanted he wanted to get off of it so he could watch what his body goes through. And I think part of the main reasons why he wanted to do that, if I recall, was he wanted to see. He likes see he he wants to be able to look at people's pictures but and see and, and he wants to know what cycling looks like in right. the human body what it looks like in performance but also aesthetically so he's experimenting on himself which I fucking respect like fucking crazy Love but that, yeah. at one point he did say he got up to like 210 he's 108 he's a he would be a lean 185 pound man like crazy yeah. lean and he got up to like 210 and he said it, it, it wasn't comfortable and, and so that was the one drawback and then the other drawback is I don't remember if he was off for three months, four months or five months, but by the end, he's like, dude, I fucking can't wait to get back on. He goes, why? He goes, I'm like, oh man, I nap in the middle of the day now. Yeah. So there, I guess those would be the two drawbacks. If you got too big and, and, and I watched that guy, Sam Sulik try to undress. It looks miserable. Miserable. Would, Every, miserable. Look, yeah. Like when I was competing in, in exclusively in strongman, uh, yeah. the weight class was 231 and under for the lightweights. Um, and I would compete right at the very top end of that class. So I'm five foot eight, um, and and I would compete at 230 pounds. Um, and it it is you miserable. Two thirty though, not that you were fat, but you were you were fucking. I was I would carried way too much meat in the middle. It was not. Yeah, it wasn't a good look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you did not look juiced up. You just look. You look more like you did. You did not look juiced up, but you look strong as a. Fu- you look like a, a, a SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, that's exactly right. You just look like a a brick, you know? Um, So it's like a a TV with hair and feet. Um, You know, so I I got to a point, though, where um, 
you know, I, I went to my level one and Greg was talking about Enter the Zone by Barry Sears. And I started reading the journal and I was like, maybe, maybe let me try something different here with my nutrition. Because at that point, I wasn't paying attention. I was just eating and eating and eating. Um, and I, I lost uh, 20 pounds pretty quickly. So I got down to about 210. And then I thought, let me enter a strongman competition. The next weight class down is, is under 200s. And I was like, so I had to diet a little bit to get into that weight class. And I just made it. Uh, but then once I started competing as a 200 pound guy, I mean, I was, it was so much more fun because, um, you know, I was, I was carrying all the strength from 230 down to the 200 pound class. And, and I just felt better. And you don't realize how shitty you feel until all of a sudden you feel better. Yeah. Um, how, how, why did you move gym locations? Uh, so during COVID, uh, we were month to month, uh, right when COVID started at, at the lease that we had, um, and my landlord was starting to, you know, like a lot of landlords, he just turned into a dick. Um, and, <laughs> and I was like, you know, look, dude, I don't need you at this point. You need me as, as a tenant. And, and I was happily paying him. And, um, you know, we had a nice little, we had a beautiful space that CrossFit HQ used to come out and shoot at all the time. Um, but I, I, it wasn't the place I visited you. No, no, it was a different okay, space. Different. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we moved out of that space in, uh, June of 2020 and I, I merged in with a friend of mine, uh, who had a CrossFit gym right in my hometown, just a couple miles from my house. And he had way more space than we had. And so the idea was, um, independently, we probably both would have failed because uh, memberships were dropping and, and there was no end in sight, like when it was, when the lockdown was going to stop and when gyms were going to reopen. So I just, I preemptively you're just said, you're kind of in a retarded state, right? Like what state are you in? Totally backwards. It's Connecticut. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I feel you. I feel you. I'm on the one on the other side. Yeah, no, you My get it. Sandwich is in full effect. You feel my pain. Uh, <laughs> so, so we move out of that space and I merged my gym in with uh, my buddy, George, uh, because he had the physical space and to, to accommodate us. So we brought, um, it, it's funny too, before we made the move, I, I sent out a, a poll to my members and I said, Hey, I'm looking to know how many people will actually come with me and make this move. Is it, is this worth it? Right. Um, and in my head, at the time, we had about 85 members. That's how I know you're not corporate because you called it a poll. If you were corporate, you'd have called it a survey. <laughs> That's great. No, this, this was, uh, you okay. know, I, I needed some information, right? Is so, Santa real or not? <laughs> so I send out this, this poll. And um, in my head, I had, we had about 85 members at the time. And I thought, we might get 20 that'll make the move with us because it was a 25 minute drive from where we were going and, and coming. And I was like, this is going to be a lot for some people. Um, we ended up moving 55 people. Um, so we merged our stuff in and uh, we opened up July 1st of 2020. And in that time, uh, gyms were still shut down. They were still doing the social distancing. They were still doing masking. They were doing, you know, and once gyms opened, it was all, the ridiculous rules. Um, and so we basically ran it like a speakeasy for about uh, six or six or nine months where we blacked out the windows. Down. George was cool with that. Yeah, no, George was fully on board with that. Yep. And we actually lost people over it because they're like, Hey, you're not following the protocol. And I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm not going to. So if, if that doesn't make you happy, then this probably isn't the right place for you. Um, 
So we, we uh, blacked out the windows um, and we just ran our normal gym from July 1st going forward. Um, and, and so that it worked out great, but the, the landlord in that space, um, this, the way the space was partitioned, he wanted to lease it out the entire back half of the building to one tenant, as opposed to leasing some of it to us and some of it to somebody else. So when it was time for us to exercise our three-year option, um, he, he just said, no, we're not gonna give you the option to renew. So he gave us the boot and that was in the end of April of this year. Uh, so we've had to find a space and it was move. So you moved together. Yeah. Well, so since the, the merger, George has actually stepped aside from the business. So now it's just me. Okay. Um, and you know, so it was, it was basically just me moving the gym. And was that cool? Um, was that amicable or you, you guys got in a fight? No, no, no. George is an amazing guy. And, and I don't know that I could have merged with anybody else. Cause I, I don't, I don't tend to get along with people, especially that I work with. And so it, it, it was, it would have been really difficult to do that. But George is just like, he let me take the lead on almost everything. Uh, from, from the moment that we merged in, he was like, let's call this hybrid athletics. You can take the programming, you know, this is, this is your ship. Go ahead and run it. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So you found your match. Yeah. So George is great. Um, and so, so anyway, we, we had to move out of the space that we were in. And that meant that I had to find a new space and do a huge demo and, and a, a rebuild. And this is now my seventh move in 15 years. Um, and, and I just signed a five-year lease with a three-year option. So I'm never moving again. We're, we're going to stay here until. Say, say that again. A, a how many year lease? Uh, five-year plus a three-year option. So, um, you know, that puts me at, at 57. You love, you love your spot. I love where we're at right now. Yeah. Good yeah. parking. Great parking. Amazing space. I've got my own office. Um, which I've never had. Location. Yeah. They love it. it. And it's, it's a half mile from our old location. So yeah. nothing changed for them. And, and, but you're, and you're also about to do your first winter there. Yes. Which is kind of important in your part of the country. Yeah. It's, I mean, last winter, winter somewhere. Like what if some, what if like the, like it gets so cold, you can't work out in there or some shit. Yeah. Well, thankfully this place has heat and I, and that's, when, when you visited the space in Stanford way back in the day in 2008, yeah. nine, whenever that was, yeah. um, that gym didn't have heat for the first three years that we were there. Damn. And you, it, and you survived it. Yeah. And, and you had just, those stairs that kind of went, it wasn't like it was up, it was cold down there. It was cold. Yeah. It was a basement. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool gym though. It was a great spot. It was and and you, you know, what's crazy is that one of my members uh, from, mm -hmm. from back in the day um, when we moved out, he opened up a CrossFit affiliate and he's still in that same space. Wow. Yeah. That, that gym was, um, uh, uh, it was clean, but it, fit, but it's still, but still gritty as shit. Yeah. No. And, and that the, the new gym is like that. The gym that you're looking at right there, that was my Bridgeport location. That's the one where my landlord was a dick and we had to leave during COVID, but that space was absolutely stunning to look at. It was a hundred year old post office. So you've got these brick walls and wood floors and like, it was just an unbelievable place to work out. What um, is that place still vacant? Uh, no. So uh, a personal trainer rented it out for several years. Um, and now it is a church. Oh, okay. Yep. Rob, how the fuck is it okay 
to deadlift a 300 pound ball with a rounded back when they teach in the L1 that you're not supposed to have a rounded back when you pick things off the ground. So let's end this fucking once and for all. Okay. Um, how, how, how? And why so, does my back always feel better lifting up round 100 pound D balls than deadlifting? Why does my back feel like, like I love picking shit up like that? Okay, because that is a natural position for you to be in somewhere along the line. No, so not me. I'm never at face down, ass up, Rob. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> that is not a natural position for me. Like if you if you think back even just a couple hundred years, right, before people started to have back problems, um, it, it, this is this was the standard position. Like how do you pick it up? I need to pick it up. I need to move it. I need to drag it. I need to push it. You like know um, how your ass is there? Do you think it should be lower? You like that? That's good for no, you. And like that, your your anthropometrics or whatever those things are called. That's good for you. That is, if I look at that right there, I say that my entire upper body is engaged and my glutes and hamstrings and hips are ready to roll. Mm. Right, like that. That is that is a power position right there. Yeah, I feel so good like that too. I feel so much better picking up heavy objects that are round like that than uh, deadlifting. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And and that when people come into my gym and they see the stones, they're like, oh my God, I can never do that. It's, it's like, you're, we're going to take your lower back problem and we're going to fix that with Atlas stones. Man, crazy. You were the first guy. No, you go ahead and then I'll finish. Well, you so, you know, if you're looking at that video, like when I, yeah. once I get that thing in my lap, mm -hmm. um, you can see like I've, I'm totally braced against the stone. So we'll go from, we'll go up. You can pause it, like go a little bit further, right about there. Okay. So now uh, I'm braced up against that stone and my upper body is completely locked and rigid. Shoulders are tight, um, biceps all the way around. I'm, I'm trying to create as much tension as I can in my upper back. And then if you just go a little bit forward, you'll start to see my hips punch forward. And I use my hip and my belly my hip and my belly are going to punch that stone and roll. So right there, that's just hips, right? So there, there's no, there, there's no, uh, there's no better expression of violent hip extension than that, I, that I can figure out. It's like, how do I get this? Right there. That could go horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, someone just threw that at you and you caught it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's pretend that. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, so we have tons of pictures that I've posted over the years of people in these crazy extended positions with their heels off the ground and their their hips forward and yeah. their chin up, and and um, it just seems to work. And and we don't. If there was this this long trail of injuries in fifteen years of being an affiliate throwing around stones, I'd be able to tell you uh, that that's the case. But it's just not. Uh, we, we just don't see the injuries associated with it. What we do see in injuries associated with is people warming up on deadlifts, mm. you know, where, where they're just out of position and not paying attention. We do see injuries where people are warming up on, um, on snatches. Like that's where we see, you know, where they, they just, they fuck it up from the start with Atlas stones. It's, it's, it's almost self-governing because if you can't get it off the ground, um, then you're probably not going to be able to get it to your shoulder. So, um, you, you know, you, you, there's very little risk of injury and we just have, we don't have the numbers to show that, it, that it's, there's a lot of risk there. Um, ask Rob if he can do the Batman. What's the Batman? 
Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's a pillar, pillar posted. I'll go back and find it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. cool. That'd be cool. I, I don't know what it is, but it's a, it's a, um, oh, here he is. Here it is. Oh, listen, Andrew has it. Shit. That was quick. Uh, so, so Andrew, this is the buddy, my buddy I was telling you about who was experimenting with the TRT. Yeah. He wrote this on his whiteboard, not thinking, like thinking it was just kind of a pipe dream. He said he liked to have it up there. And then he finally yeah. did it. Three rounds, one deadlift at 495, one back squat at 405, one bench press at 315, one power snatch at 225, 10 unbroken ring muscle-ups. This guy's really good at ring muscle-ups, by the way. Got it. And 100 unbroken double-unders. Jeez. Okay, so can I do that? The, the, the one thing that kind of jumps out at me is the power snatch at 225. That would be yeah. a stretch because I don't do that that much anymore. The rest of it is uh, it's a non-issue. I could do that. Okay, so I, and I'll, I'll tell you one thing. So, um, I, I started, I started playing around with this idea. Um, no, sorry, how would you snatch it then? If you were to, you would do a squat snatch with that? Oh my god, no, no power, no squat snatch. It's it just like, could I power snatch two twenty five? Oh, um, oh. I, I think that would be that's right at the very limit of what I can do. Okay, uh, okay. just because I don't do it very often. Um, how are your shoulders? How are your shoulders? They're great, except for overhead squat and squat snatch. I just, okay. I just, yeah. Um, Thank you, they just they just don't like those movements. So uh, I don't okay. I can power snatch, but um, I don't do it often enough to get good at it. Okay, what were you gonna say? Do you remember? I interrupted. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was probably six or seven months ago. Um, and it was even farther. It was right around my birthday. I set a, a lifetime squat, back squat PR. Um, and I squatted 540 and I and I thought like that was, it's interesting to be able to do that, like at 48 years old. And, um, you know, so I, I just keep getting stronger. And, uh, I thought to myself, um, let me do some squats every day, just a little bit. I'll just squat every day and see what happens. So I started doing this thing as a warm up to every single workout. So Monday through Saturday, I work out and, and every day I start the clock and I do an EMOM. Um, and I start with, I only do one rep each. So I do an empty bar for one at the top of the first minute. I do 135 at the top of the second minute for one, and then 225, and then 315. And then I do a couple rounds at 315, and then I'll go to 405, all for one at the top of the minute. And then from 405, I'll build up to 500, right? So at, and, and I would, the goal was to get to 12, uh, to get to 500 pounds by 12 minutes. So I'd go from empty wow. bar. You do that every, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Every day. Starting at what age? Uh, that was like six months ago, so 48 and a half. <laughs> so I, I back squat 500 pounds every day, and I do that as a warm-up to every single workout. And what I noticed was that, A, that the confidence it builds is just insane. The strength and the testosterone gains and, and all the hormonal stuff that you get from it is amazing. But the, the most important part was – that I was completely and totally switched on mentally for every workout. And there was zero fatigue, right? Because it's only 12 reps. And most of those are under 315. It's not that heavy. So, you know, you go from zero to 500. And then now I'm ready to work out. And I use that as my warm-up every day. That That's fucking nuts. Um, you were, I was going to say this earlier, you were like one of the, your big thing in the early days, people would be like, Rob, how did you get so strong? And you'd be just like, oh, I just lift heavy stuff every day. That would be yeah. like, I lift heavy stuff every day. And, and why does it have to be more complicated than that? Like, it, 
this is this yeah this is my 540 did you know going when you woke up that morning you were going to attempt to break your pr um not by 18 pounds certainly no uh, but I, I felt like building up to that day, it's not like I'm following any kind of program either. It's just like, you know, how much do you weigh there? Uh, 202. Yeah. That's, 202, your gym? Yeah. that's your gym right there. That's the old gym that we just moved out of. Oh, okay. Yep. Lots of steel plates, baby. Oh yeah. No, we, we, we have lots of steel and you can see, and if you look in the background, uh, just behind me, you see the bench press set up. So that's our cold bar bench press. Like you don't warm up for that. You just walk over and do it. Uh, you just do one rep of it. Are you happy with how low you went on that? That doesn't look like you break parallel. I mean, I, I ain't shitting on you, by the way. I'm just, I'm just, I know you're. Oh, come on, Sevan. Let's play that again in slow motion. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. I'm glad I asked then. I do. Parallel. I, I, <laughs> I'm dragging my ass on the ground like a dog. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Let's see here. I even freeze framed it for you. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, come on, man. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. My bad, my bad. All right, good. All right. <laughs> I want you to get a reputation. I'm not um, Dave Richmond. I do all the range of motion. Damn. Uh, on Oh my, get G. What's GOF? Get the fuck out of it. Get. I think it's supposed to say God, but. What's golf? God. Oh, Sevon. Oh my God. What? Oh, did I ask him about that? Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. How dare you? Sorry. I know. I know. Okay. okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just got. You got to keep That's it up. That's fine. You keep Listen me in check. Crazy ch you guys wanted me to ask Annie. I can't ask Rob about his fucking depth in the squat. Jesus, crime. Okay. Um. So so you move to your new location and then you get a a couple days ago. You're you're a 15, 15 year affiliate, right? Yeah. Yep. A couple days ago, you get a notice saying. So you've been around for a bunch of affiliate fees, a yes. raise, at least two or three. Yes. So you get a notice saying your rates are going to go from three thousand a month to forty five hundred a month. Mm -hmm. Do you ever hear from HQ at all? By the way, about anything? No. No. Okay. So you, so you're just over there minding your own business. You're not you're you're not like in the Craig Howard circle, like where you're on it. Like they ask you questions or like no. they parade you around for to score bonus points or shit like that you're not on any uh, uh, fake facade panels you're not on no. the pfaa or the uh, dei council or none of those uh Listen, nobody's asking for my opinion on anything <laughs> uh, I, I would say the only person who who has ever reached out to me for anything is dave castro and and who i always love to hear from he's yeah. like hey i've got this workout idea can you test this for me Oh, that's awesome. Well, he's the only person who knows you exist over there. <laughs> he remembers you from the old days. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so, so the, the fees go up and, um, has you, your immediate reaction and then maybe how it's changed over the last couple of days, if, if it has at all, what are your thoughts on, on what's yeah, going on? You know, I, I, I'll go back. I actually, I, I've put in quite a bit of thought on this because it was, um, because we just moved into a new location. Um, and when we moved into this location, we raised everybody's rates. Okay. Um, but there was, I, I think the thing that that's different between the way it was rolled out with HQ and the way I rolled it out with my membership is here's the difference. Okay. Once I knew that we were going to have to move and we were going to have to move out of the space that we were in. Um, and I started looking around at space, we kind of 
we, we figured out, we, all right, we've got a building, let's go ahead and let's pursue this thing. Um, before I made a leap of any kind and, and started going down the path of actually signing a lease, I had to bring my members up to speed, or I felt obligated to bring my members up to speed and say, hey, here's the situation we're in, okay? We're moving a half mile down the street. It shouldn't impact you at all. Um, we're moving into a bigger, better, cleaner space, um, and it's going to be stable for the next five to eight years, right? I'm going to sign a long lease because I'm never moving again. Um, and if you're on board with me, I, I need to know. So I, How I, I do you think, transmit that to them face-to-face, -face, email? How do you do that, video? That was, um, we did a, a, like a Zoom for people oh, to get okay. in, but we also did, it was like town hall style so people can sit in too. Okay, that's cool. Um, Thanks. So that's some community shit. Yeah, it, look, that's, that's what this whole thing has always been about, right? And it's not, it, it's the community, it, it's interesting for me because I've been around long enough that in the beginning, the community was huge in, in that it was global for me. And I was traveling all over the place. I was flying the CrossFit flag, teaching strongman seminars. Um, you know, I'm, I'm showing up at the Arnold. I'm doing the Lake Tahoe throwdown. Like, I was out there doing all of everything. Another road trip with you too. We didn't just do the Tahoe throwdown. We did another one. That California road, which is why I reached out to you a couple of weeks ago because I, I felt nostalgic and I was like, yeah. why aren't we doing that? Like, why right. why don't we do a where are they now with all the people that were on that California road trip? Because I think there's there's a desire in the community to see that content. Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, I communicate this with my members that, look, we have to go. We can't stay here. We have until the end of October and I need to know who's in. So um, almost everybody immediately they're like, yeah, we're in like there. This is we got a tight group of people. We've got about 90 members, um, which is funny because I've been in, in business for 15 years and I've always had about 90 members. Um, it's never really gone up, never really goes down. We're always, we're a plus one minus one gym on a month to month basis. So I let some time go by. And then, um, a couple weeks later, I had another town hall meeting, which was the, the more important one. And I said, Hey, um, you know, for, for us to move, uh, the rent is more expensive. And a lot of you have not had a, a, a price increase in 10 years. A lot of our members have been here for six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. I was like, I, I just can't continue to eat that month after month. And uh, so we're going to have, uh, we're going to level the playing field. Everybody's going to go up to 200 bucks a month. So, um, so, and, and what was it? <clears throat> it uh, well, and that was part of the problem is that we had some people that were paying half that, some people that were paying 175. It was, it was, it was a fucking disaster. It was all over the place. Right. Okay. And, and, and so I, and I told people, so, it was similar, like, so right now it's a similar, basically you're saying the same thing. Same. So, so let's just say, let's just give HQ a, a ton of leeway here. They sent out a survey, even though that was a fucking disaster. <laughs> but let's say it wasn't Yeah. just for the sake of this. You sent out a poll. They didn't even send out a survey. They had fucking um, retard bobs that went out mama. Dude. Well, what a fucking mess. Okay. They, they send out a, they send out a poll. So that's what you did parallel. Yep, yep. And then, and then they have people at all different fees and, and they got a new owner who needs more money. Yep. Fair enough. And, 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 and the same thing you said, we haven't raised fees in forever. Yep. So right now there's a, 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 a right parallel. Now, yeah. Parallel. I'm seeing it as a parallel. Yeah. Pretty okay. much. Parallel. 
Right. Okay. Now the next meeting that uh, I have. Here CrossFit, it's it's Rob Orlando at gmail.com if you want to do polls, <laughs> not surveys, if you want to have him run your next one. Yeah, no, I'll show up and I'll zoom right in for you. It'll be yeah, great. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the next meeting that we have, I, I tell people, I'm like, okay, here's we have to raise the prices. And Why for some people, it's gonna the first be time. Why didn't you was it we be manipulative? Why didn't you tell them that the first time? Uh, because I want it, you have to. For me, I felt like I needed to take the temperature as we were going, and as I was getting closer okay. and closer to like I need to start knocking walls down in this new space, and I need to sign a lease where I'm going to be on the hook personally for the next five years for the yeah. next three hundred thousand dollars. I need to know who the hell is bought in. Two hundred dollars um, a month is that's that's a that's a that's a lot of money. It's it's a bunch of money, right? Yeah. Okay, so I said. Um, yeah, but but keep in mind this: when I opened up my first affiliate, well, my first location in two thousand and eight, yeah, they were paying two hundred dollars a month back then too. Oh, okay. okay, okay, okay. So, so how did those people get in at a hundred? Those were George's ding dongs. That those, um, they were grandfathered in uh, to you know, they were family discounts, there were friend discounts, there were bro okay. discounts. Okay, um, it was like, hey, I'm only going to work out twice a week. Hey, I'm okay. You know, okay. So it just. I needed to hit the reset button and I needed to do it um, when we moved. Okay. So I tell people, you know, the rate is now going to be 200 bucks a month. In exchange for that increase, here is the list of deliverables that you can expect. Mm. You can expect 24 seven access. You mm. can expect a clean facility that is, is better than what we're currently in right now. Um, you're, you're going to get all the same programming. I will take whatever extra revenue I have and purchase new equipment. I'm going to sell off all the shitty assault bikes that we have and get some new bikes. I'm going to get some new X, Y, and Z. So the revenue is going to get dumped back in here. And, and if you don't believe that I'm, um, that all of this is going to happen, like I'm, I'm, I'm signing a lease for the next eight years of my life. Okay. So I'm as committed to this thing as I've ever been. Um, and I'm all in if you're all in. Okay. And we had a handful of people that kicked back a little bit and they were like, you know, Hey, can't you keep grandfathering me? I'm like, no, don't you understand? That's why we're in the position that we're in. Um, and so I had to have some of those conversations, but, um, eventually a hundred percent of the people in my gym made the move with us. We didn't no lose shit. a single person. No shit. 100%. And so, so why, so why did that work? Right. Did that worked agree with you. Were your coaches fully on board? Were they towing the line? Yeah, we we only have a couple of coaches. It's it's not. You don't want a coach being like behind your back. Yeah, Rob's a fucking scumbag for doing this. No, I, I I'm 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 way too um, honest, and I'm I'm getting too old to sugarcoat things. And so I now I just fucking say everything, and I'm just like, I, look, if you don't think that I'm all in, I, I'm I'm the one who's going to be on my hands and knees for the next two weeks cutting rubber mats for the 10th fucking time in the last 15 years. Okay. Right. I'm the one that's just going to write over a year. Oh, of, from that, I could tell by the way you said that God flooring sucks. I God. fucking hate it. I'm never doing it again too. Like I, I will not, I will not do it again. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so you're, all in. you're, you're supremely confident and you're all in. And if someone wants to question that, they can fuck off, go to another gym. That's exactly right. Go find some you guys. Like but like, dude, I can't work any harder for you guys. Yeah, this is I'm uh, this is all I've got. Okay, so we we have a hundred percent of our members that make the move over here, and and once they get here, they're like, holy shit, this is amazing. This place is it's dialed in, it's clean. 
we were, by the way, we were only closed down for 96 hours. Like wow. I did, I did all of, and I had a lot of help from tunnel members that pitched in volunteer time, but we ended up, we, we worked right up until the day before Thanksgiving, we moved all the equipment and then Thanksgiving through Sunday, we were closed. We opened Monday for business, full hours. So, um, okay. So now we go back to the, why did this work? It worked because I communicated it and I was hundred percent transparent and honest. And so I, I think based on the feedback that I've heard and, and I've been listening to your shows and different comments, it just seems like uh, the people at the top of CrossFit who are delivering this message are delivering it like a politician. And that's just like happy talk. Let me dance around it and let me say how we're going to support the affiliates. And that that's our only goal is to support the affiliates. But what are the actual fucking deliverables? What are you actually going to do to drive uh, a dozen new members into my box over the next year? And, and I don't um, like you want, but you want, you want, <clears throat> you want more specifics um, than um, we're going to. So, so, I apologize to Don if I'm paraphrasing this wrong, wrong, but let's say I think Don said something like we're going to drive more people into your gyms. That's not enough for you. You want to be like, hey, How? we're going to we're going to uh, relaunch the journal and we're going to publish content in it every single day. And we're going to get um, when people type in our goal is uh, when people type in push up into Google CrossFit pops up first and, uh, and and watch us do that with our plan, our new media plan of publishing every single day. And then you'd be like, OK. Like yeah. you want something, just the way, the same way you said, um, uh, I'm going to get rid of, Hey guys, one of the things I'm going to tell you, I'm going to buy new equipment. And specifically one of the first things I'm going to attack is the assault bikes. Yep. Because they, they needed to go. Just so you know, of the, of the four speakers, Nicole Carroll did do some of that. She pointed at some shit. Well, and, and that's fantastic. Here, yeah. here, but here's again, but I, I agree to Don's talk. I, I want to give him some leeway because it was CEO, but I didn't understand any of it. Yeah. I, and I, I'll be totally honest. Like I didn't, I didn't watch that. I heard you talk about it, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't watch that conversation. So I don't know yeah. what they said. Yeah. We, his was really uh, in the nicest way you could say it. It was really big picture. Okay. So we're hundred thousand foot view. We're, yeah. We're going to do more for you. Right. And, and when someone's asking you for money, that's not kind. That's kind of not enough. You, you, you need. Okay. What if they just would have said this to you, Rob? What if they would have just said, Hey guys, we haven't raised the fees in 11 years. It's time. Yeah, I mean that 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 could be a thing too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I kind of would have preferred. Yeah, d don't. But then again, I don't have any skin in the game. I don't own an affiliate. Yeah, I mean, and who knows what financial position CrossFit is in? Who knows what kind of pressure they're under to perform for the for the the owners? You know, like I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know. So anyway, I I just I think that um in, in fifteen years of doing this um. Like I said a little while ago, we're, we're a plus one, minus one type of gym. We're, we're never like a, a net up 10 in a given year or a given month. And so when I hear people at HQ say, we just want to support the boxes, it's like, well, support the box to me means one thing, put people in it, right? Um, put people in the box that have some potential to, to actually stay in the box uh, for a long time. and and Part of it is this is it's a, a I'm jaded because in the years that I've been doing this, I, I want to say that I've had, you know, call it 5,000 people 
have at one point been a member of one of my gyms, right? I have 90 members. What kind of a, what kind of attrition is that? What kind of retention is that? Now the people that I have right now, they're loyal. They'll run through a wall, right? Uh, they're, they're that loyal to me and to the gym. And, um, but the, the, the amount of turnover is ridiculous. And now um, what I've noticed in the last four or five years since the, the media team uh, was let go is that we don't have new people walking in almost ever. And when we do, it's always word of mouth. There's no search engine that's bringing people into my gym. Um, and I'm, I'm at a point now where well, the I almost shit's a complete disaster for CrossFit. They, 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 yeah. some, there is a complete disaster. It's, it's been a disaster since 2018. Right. Like, okay. So, so like 2019, am, am I going to get uh, this sudden? So now let's say my, my fees go up to 4,500. Am I now going to see this sudden influx of people walking into my gym? Mm. Uh, I would argue the answer is no. And so what like, about, well, let me push back on you right here really hard. This one's going to, th this is, this is what I'm hearing from most of the people. There's this sentiment. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I might hyperbolize it a bit. There's this sentiment that like, Hey, fuck you. You're at 90. You ain't a professional gym anyway. Fuck. Okay. You. We don't Go want fuck you. yourself. That would be my response to that. <laughs> yeah. Go fuck yourself. Hey, here's, right. here's, here's what I know. You hear I'm that out there, right? There's people out there saying that. People okay. who and they can fuck like, themselves. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because yeah. at, at, at 48, I, I, I went to school and got an exercise science degree. I came out of school and I've done nothing but fitness since I was 22 years old. So for you to, to, to belittle the last 25 years of, of what I've done and how many coaches, how many classes I've coached, how many times I've watched somebody get their first muscle up, how many times I've opened the fucking doors at 5 a.m., how many times I've laid the fucking floor, you want to call me a not professional? Go fuck yourself. Well, they do, they are they are doing that. They're basically there's a group out there that's basically saying like, hey, um, uh, you're not a professional gym because you only have 90 members, and, and because and because and because hey, like, fifteen hundred dollars should be nothing for you. You shouldn't even. You it's shouldn't not even, about money. You should. It's okay. Not about money. What's it, it about? It, it's it's about. Um, it, so I actually heard some one. Of, I think it was Sousa the other day. And Guerrero, so, a Canadian, two dollars. Go fuck yourself. Agree with Rob. All right. <laughs> Yeah. So like I, I've been doing this shit for too long for somebody to tell me that I'm not a professional at it. Y you can eat it. Okay. Um, so I, I don't, um, you were going to tell a story about some lady or something. Uh, uh, it came and went, it'll come back. Okay. Uh, this, is, this is what uh, happens. When let me see if I can, let me see if I can cue you up again. Um, they're saying that you will up the quality and get the more professional gyms by raising. Oh, you're saying it's not about the money. And I said, then what's it about? Okay. Yeah. So it, it's. Two old guys thing, trying to remember shit. Two old guys. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, this thing to me ha has always been about uh, the relationships and loyalty. Right. And, and my, my loyalty is to it, the, the few people who are still in the, the community now at this point. Um, and, and to the 90 people who, who, came with me from location to location to location, right? So I, I, like I said earlier, for me, the community used to be a lot bigger. It was global because I was out there like literally shaking hands with affiliates in every part of the world. Now the, the community, when I say that, it's 
it's much more local in that it's it's basically the 90 people in my gym and that's family and friends and there's there's a lot of relationships in here that i give a shit about but if i look back um on the relationships that i have in the crossfit space with you with greg with dave like those are the people who i i i'm um undyingly loyal to and and i would i would I do almost anything for, but then when I, when I look at the $4,500 a year, which is 375 bucks a month, I need to see what are the deliverables? What am I paying for? Cause if I, if I pay 375 for heat and electricity, I can see what I get for it. Right. I can heat my gym and I could put the air conditioning on right at 375 a month to put the CrossFit banner out in front of my gym um when greg is at the helm and my loyalty is to greg that almost seems like a fair trade um at 375 a month without those people involved it feels i'm less inclined to do it so there's a weird there's an interesting line you're walking here it's not about the money but you don't want to pay for something you're not getting and 100%. so <clears throat> and you're also saying this thing that basically you're also hinting to the fact that if it wasn't for Dave being there, you probably, you might not be an affiliate already because, because the other two people you mentioned don't even work there anymore. Right. And so, um, so then at the end of the day, how will you make your decision? Will you just be, will you just be like, um, okay, it, am I getting value at, first? You have to define value. And, and yeah. I think sort of you did already are people walking in the door. And am I getting that value um, from paying that money? Right. So it kind of it kind of is about the money. You don't want to throw money away. That's exactly right. It's like there's like, kind of this sentiment too that's kind of like, well, what do you care? It's only it's only there's a sentiment that's like it's only three hundred seventy five bucks. So okay. it's only it's only. Well, yeah, yeah, I heard I heard I think it was Sousa again the other day talking about you know maybe you've got a gym with a hundred members and and it, he was still almost talking about my gym and he's like. And maybe that that owner is bringing home forty thousand bucks a year, okay? Which, if you think about forty thousand bucks a year um, for the number of hours that you put in to generate that forty thousand dollars, and then for if HQ, you're a wife and a car, you, you you're fucked. I'm sorry, you need five other jobs to cover yeah. the cost, yeah. okay? Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the, the eleven thousand dollar increase in in cost of living kids. over the last three. Years. You're only going to have kid, really immature people running your gyms. Okay, so so you've got this this small income and then uh crossfit hq says now there's a, a 12% tax on that we want 12% and that 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 stings right so so if if somebody's like hey it's this is going to push those those boxes that aren't professional it's going to go push them out and it's going to let the the cream rise to the top um okay but that's um that's a sad thing, I think, because there's a lot of people that that really give a shit about the community, um, you know, to the point that um, I think there, there's going to be a lot of people like me who are going to hem and haul over this um, until it's time to make a decision. And thankfully, I don't have to make a decision until um, a year from now. So yet next year. Um, so you pay your fees in December. I do. Yeah. Yeah, same with Sousa. He's he's pumped. He he. It's like it's like a two year decision for him. Yeah, and, and you know one of the things that I I I heard you kicking around or 
um, I heard somebody mention it is that Greg's non-compete is up in August of next year. Right. And, um, you know, so th that gives, I don't know what, what he's going to do. Obviously we don't know what the plans are going forward, but, um, you know, like I said before, my loyalty is to Greg, Dave, and, and those people that, that, that helped me so much early on. Um, I wonder if there'll be a cultural shift. There was an interesting post made. Um, I haven't talked to Greg about this, but there was an interesting post made on the CrossFit book where it said that Greg would actually pay the original affiliates a thousand dollars a year to stay on instead of charging them 500, he would pay them a thousand to stay on to maintain yeah. that culture. But on the opposite side of this is, Hey, if 10% of the affiliates leave, right? Let, let me just paint a rainbow situation. 10% of the affiliates. Leave. Yeah. So here it is. Uh, what's that next line? The next line from that is I would pay 500 per year per affiliates. I would pay the 500 per uh, the affiliates that are paying $500 a year. I'd pay them a thousand dollars to stick around is basically what he's saying. They're, they're so valuable in their contribution. Mm -hmm. um, and, and to what, what is the brand that he would actually pay them to stay. But, but let me paint this other kind of picture. You bought the company from Greg and it's yours. Now you own it. And now you're trying to make money. That's a fact. There's someone mm -hmm. who the company is trying to make money off it. Let's say, or some people think they're trying to sink it, but um, let's say, let's assume they're trying to uh, make money off of it. And so they raise the price and 10% of the gyms quit and, but they actually increase revenue overall yep. revenue. Let's say for, for CrossFit Inc profit, let's say even revenue yep. by 20% and profit by fucking 10%. And, and let's keep painting the rosy picture. They improve quality and consistency across gyms because of this whole L2 thing is pushed to have the L2, right? Yep. Because in the L2, they teach you how to teach the classes, and so there'll be continuity. So the, do you see that as a, as a possible outcome? Like, hey, fuck, these guys maybe did make the right decision. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it could be, like, we, we just don't know how the community is going to respond, how these 10, right. 8, 9, 10-year affiliates are going to respond, right? Um, but I, I maybe that, that could very well be the outcome, is that, yeah, you've, there's continuity in, in the level of coaching, and that you, you pushed all the, the gyms with 70, 80, 90 members, you pushed them out of business or they're no longer an affiliate. Um, and, and maybe that's what you wanted. You just wanted to thin the herd. And, and I, don't, I don't begrudge you that, that that's your prerogative as a business owner. Um, but I also because, don't- Because you, you, you did the same thing, but, but you, you, and, and you did some of the similar things. You move, lo move locations, well- the only thing different is, is you, you are saying you're enhancing value. You got a bigger, cleaner location your equipment. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's and, an interesting thing. Go ahead. But I, I, let me run this by you. What if they would have done this just on a pure psychological experiment? What if they would have said, Hey, i um, starting in 2025. Uh, affiliate fees are going to be $10,000 for any new affiliates. You have anyone who wants to be an affiliate. Now's the time to do it. Get in at 3000 bucks as, as, as someone who paid, let's say you were someone who did pay, let's just say not you particularly, but just average Joe affiliate who's paying $3,000 a year. Aren't you kind of excited that they raised yeah. the fees for everyone else to 10,000? It kind yeah. of gives you some swagger. It yeah. adds value to your gym, right? Yeah. And, and, and the stud out there that's paying 500 bucks because he bought in early. He yeah. just feels like, you know, he's, He's won the lot. Best decision ever, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So even though nothing's changed, nothing's changed. There's a, there's a psychological 
fucking uptick, little dopamine. Oh shit. Yeah. Look at, look at me. I made the right move. I bought in early. I'm an early adopter and it paid off. Yeah. And the guy who's paying 10,000 still getting a good deal. He just has to have a different, he just has to have a, the values there, but yep. you just got to have a, a different business model. You better figure this shit out. You better be fucking. Yeah. You're, you're not going to have five years to figure it out. You're going to have to figure it out a lot quicker. So, so, so have you, so have you in, in the, in the weeks since they've announced it or however many days, have you, have you gone through any changes? Have you gone from like, fuck this, I'm out to, okay, I just need to take some deep breaths. Um, yeah, I think my initial knee jerk was just like, uh, and it's so funny that the timing of this whole thing, right? Because in 15 years, I've actually never used or capitalized on the CrossFit logo or any branding and any marketing. I, I've never... I've never called myself and, and made it public. We're a CrossFit affiliate and put that out on my sign. I've never done that, okay? Um, but when we moved into this space and I realized that we had been an affiliate for 15 years and I was like, okay, that, that's actually something that I'm, I'm proud of is that we've been part of this group and I was an early adopter and, and I've been totally bought in for that long. Um, we have a sign out in the road and and on the bottom of that sign for the first time ever, I put, a CrossFit affiliate since 2008. And I got the, the email from HQ the same day. And I was like, what a kick in the nuts. <laughs> hey, I wonder, I saw a picture of that sign somewhere. I, I'm trying to find it. It's not at CrossFit Robo. Is it on, is that at hybrid? It's on hybrid wads, but let me, I'll send it to you right now. If you want. The, the, the funny thing is, um, uh, maybe Caleb can find it on a hybrid wads. Uh, I wonder if legally you could leave that up there because you're not claiming you're a, a CrossFit gym. <laughs> <laughs> it's so know, funny. It just says that like you, you, you were once since uh, 2008. Yeah, no, it, it, that's the first time I've ever used it in any kind of promotion ever. And I was like, and it was the same day that I got the letter from HQ. All right. So, so, so you're, 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 you're on the fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't made any firm decisions yet. And I think uh, part of that is is just, um, you know, as much as that I tend to fly off the handle way too quickly. And um, as I'm getting a little bit older and um, I think, you know, to your point, it's like, let's take a couple breaths here and, and see do, how much does this really matter? Um, and, and, and I have the luxury of time. So I've got a lot of time before I actually need to process this decision. Yeah. So, so what's interesting is our affiliation is due in January. Some gyms get 11 months. Well, really those gyms get two years because you could, you, you could probably, um, uh, you have a year to decide and then you can probably lollygag for another year. And what's yeah. interesting is so, so, but this guy, his shit's do, he's got to decide like now tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. He got to figure that shit out. And, and that, that's a, a tricky spot to be in. Yeah. That's interesting. Hey, why not, um, Another thing is, is why not just de-affiliate, see how it goes for a year and then re-affiliate? Well, because I can tell you that, I mean, if I'm being totally honest, um, yeah. I don't think it's going to matter one bit because like, you know, you asked me, do you, do you hear from CrossFit? Do you, are you in the trenches? Are you out there doing this, doing that? No. And, and, and we don't use, uh, we don't use the CrossFit brand to, re to recruit new people in. It's all word of mouth. So like, do I think it would actually matter? So it's just an emotional decision for you? Yeah, because I because I, I don't think it's actually going to do anything whether we affiliate or not. 
Uh, Cave Dastro, no, you're not uh, retarded. Uh, y y maybe there's just a missing piece, but I'll tell you. So he put up a sign. He can put up that sign. He put up a sign for the first time in 15 years saying he's a CrossFit gym. And then now the same day, um, he's thinking about maybe not reaffiliating because of the, the relationship with HQ has changed, right? So it says hybrid athletics, CrossFit affiliate since 2008. The question is, is we were laughing and joking that even if he doesn't pay his affiliate fees, can he still have that up there? Yeah, because because it doesn't say he's actually a CrossFit gym. It just says, <laughs> uh, all right. No one's tarted. No one who listens to this show is tarted. <laughs> all right, crazy. It'll be fun to catch up with you in like a year, six months, or a year. What about the open? Do you do the open at your gym? Wouldn't you be bummed? Don't you want to do the open at your gym? Is that enough? This is the first, this past year was the first year that we actually didn't do the open as a gym. Um, and I, I've, I don't know that my competition days are completely behind me, but I, I'm, um, I kind so, of feel like that. It's a great community event though, right? People pay 20 bucks. They get to feel the pressure of competing people like, you know what I mean? Who normally would never compete in shit. It's interesting. Like I leading up to the open this year, um, I was waiting for some of my members to come up to me and ask me if we were doing it. Um, and, and I would have jumped on board as an affiliate. Um, <clears throat> if anyone came up to me and it's the first year in 15 years that nobody came up to me and said, Hey, what about the open this year? Are we doing that? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was interesting, you know, so I, I didn't, we didn't, we didn't do it because nobody asked for it. How does that strike you? Uh, I mean, it's it's it, the whole the whole thing's fascinating to me. I'm 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 the whole thing. Uh, when I just remember, I was shocked how many when I worked at HQ and the open would come around, um, and and affiliates would realize that since they haven't paid their due, Greg wouldn't bug them for their dues, but they would realize they can't log in and like certify people's scores, yep. so fucking people start paying their fucking yeah. like. <laughs> fucking hundreds thousands even you know yep, yep. you get up to date on their fees um it's a fun thing to be a part of it's a cool thing um uh it's whenever i think if there were ever a competitor to crossfit i would think it would have to have something like that i uh i they get with the programming crew i'm gonna screw it up but chase and bill they always they call it the um your yearly checkup mm-hmm mm-hmm and, and, um, as much as I always hated, uh, the open, the times that I did it when I worked at, um, HQ, I was so proud of myself when I was done fucking hated it. I hated the tension. I hated all of it, but every time I did it, I was pumped. And so, um, for, for me, it, it's like, I I completely agree with you that the, the stress and the pressure of the open, um, as is when I was competing, it's miserable. It's, and it's, it's made even more miserable um, because I'm a person that has never intentionally shaved a rep in my life. Um, and, and I know, I know that there are people that beat me in the open. Uh, and I let, let when the couple of times that I qualified for the games, I qualified, um, I, I made the cut out of the open and then I made the qualifiers and then I qualified like dead last to get to the games. Okay. And then these people, um, in my region or whatever that that beat the hell out of me in the open and smoked me in the qualifier they all dnf workouts here and there and, and so i always had a better show in-person competition and they're 
they're just right. falling off like flies. Right. And and and, and I'll, I'll call one guy out. Um, you know, my my fucking accountant smoked me in the open, smoked me, and then smoked me in the qualifiers. Right. It's my fucking accountant. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, he was, the, the numbers were laughable. And so for me, it started to lose its luster when you're like these people that are out there just shaving this rep, shaving that rep. And like, it's, it, it made it very difficult for me to, to totally buy in because then I would go to the games and I would do really well at the games and I had this good showing. And I'm like, well, what happened to all these other people that, that just crushed me in all these qualifiers? Um, so it, it, for, for me, part of it just kind of lost its luster when, when my accountant was beating the shit out of me in workouts. All right. I got to have you back on in like six months or a year and, and figure out what, what ends up happening to you. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. Hey, you demand. Thanks for doing this. What a cool show to have. Uh, you and Annie were both at the uh, 2009 CrossFit Games. Crazy. Yeah, I watched her get her first muscle up. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, man. My, my What's interesting for me, that was probably the most memorable moment for a lot of people. But for me, the most memorable moment, for sure equal to that, was at the top of that hill sprint. When I remember I was yeah. you came to the top and I was right there. Yeah, you were your your breathing was crazy, and most people collapsed, but you didn't. You just put your hands on your knees. I mean, there was bodies most more yeah. collapsing than anything, as than any other event. And you were just like, and I was trying to talk to you, you were like, yeah. and I was watching you like regulate your breath. And I remember, I'll never forget that last breath you took. You were like, hey, and I was like, <laughs> he did it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you remember that moment? I actually do. I remember it very well because you were right there with the camera in my face. And and, I, and to this day, yeah. um, I would put that in the top five most uncomfortable moments in my entire competition career. Do you, and I'll ask you if you remember another one. Um, it was at the regional in mm -hmm. Canton, Massachusetts mm -hmm. uh, in 2011. The event was a thousand meter run, 30 handstand pushups, thousand meter row. Was that um, outside? That was outside, yeah. Yeah, I vaguely um, remember that. Vaguely. The and row so, was last. Did you fall off the rower? The row was last, and, uh -huh. and it was me and Eric McGee was to my left, and uh -huh. Travis Bajant was there announcing it, right? <laughs> and he's, he's literally standing between our two rowers, screaming into the microphone. He's like, Orlando's at 973. McGee's at 965. And I knew if I took one stroke off, he'd win. Um, and I ended up winning the event. He finished a couple of seconds behind me and you were right there again with the camera in my face. I, I swear to you, it took me a half a day to recover from that. Yeah. That's, oh. awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That was a great moment. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, Rob Orlando, uh, hybrid athletics, uh, Rob, um, what are you doing these days? What's your business doing? Um, you were, um, had these you had these yeah are you, still, are you still selling these yeah we still we still sell those those are that's the the barbell brush it makes cleaning the barbell I, I i developed that thing during covid um you know you basically put it in the palm of your hand wrap it around the bar and you can clean the knurling in like two seconds and i was just so sick of cleaning the bars in between classes with a straight brush that uh i, I made a, a rounded brush that you just wrap around the bar and 
so we sell it in nylon, brass, and steel, depending on what kind of bar you have. Uh, you can adjust the bristles. These things last forever. We're still using the prototypes. I actually think I made it too well because they just don't break. Um, but hey, I heard, I don't know if this is true. I don't want to start rumors, but I heard HQ is giving all the affiliates this year one of those. They're going to be ordering 15,000 of those from you and giving every affiliate. Uh, no, they're going to order 30,000 from you and give every affiliate too. That's part Wouldn't that of that. Nice? That comes with the new affiliate race. In that case, I'll affiliate immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> hey, uh, um, uh, what else? Any, any other, you still selling the molds? Yep. Still selling the stone molds. Um, you know, that's the thing that we, we, we started cranking out in 2009 or 10 and, um, you know, we've been doing that since. And I started up a, another business, um, I like driving my car on track. I've got a couple of different race cars that I drive on road courses. And um, a couple of years ago, I organized my first event where I rented the track myself and then brought some friends in. And uh, now we do about 15 events a year. Each event is two days. Um, is and we there a website up. for that? No, th this, this is the best part. It's 100% word of mouth. There's no website, no social media, no pictures allowed. Um, it's literally fight club for guys that want to drive on track. Um, so you have to be invited in by somebody that I already trust. And mm -hmm. it, um, it, it means that the growth has been a little bit slower than other groups, but we've got about 700 people on my email list now. And, you know, it, it's, it, the thing has just exploded in popularity because people want quality track time with low, less people on track. So you do tracks all over the country. Um, we're working on it right now. We're as far North as, uh, Watkins Glen. Uh, we do VIR Monticello, Lime Rock. Um, those are all year. East coast venues. Yeah. Oh, those are all East coast so far. Yeah. But, but as the email list grows in different areas, it gives me the opportunity to go find new tracks to go to. Because it's kind of crazy. If you do 15 a year, that's a lot of travel for you. So you're on the road. Yeah, it's it's interesting because all of the work is leading up to the event. Once we get to the event, I just hit play. You know, like oh, it just wow. kind of happens. Um, and you and I get to drive. You have time. I to do. Drive. I, that's oh. the best part is that I, I subsidize my hobby. Um, <laughs> so, no, it, it's a it's been great. I, I've um, you know I've just taken this this approach where I, I I bring in the right drivers and we go to the tracks and and I keep the head count way down um, and try to maximize everybody's experience. Uh, any any uh any any crazy accidents any Isle of Man shit? Um, no, we we did have uh, in May this past year or this earlier this year, um, we had we've had a couple incidents here and there. It's it's basically just people that have like a mental check and uh, they don't pay attention to it. Um, and one guy sent his four hundred thousand dollar cup car uh, into the wall at VIR and just you know spun it up into a pretzel. Um, Is he okay? He was fine. Yeah. Does insurance yeah. cover that? Does his insurance cover that? Um, you can have insurance, but he didn't. Um, oh. Yeah. You know, he he toasted his car. So it. I mean, it. Did he come uh, with a Toyota Camry the next? The next. <laughs> Does anyone bring anything like that? Does anyone bring like, like fuck it? Here's my minivan. I just want to see what it can do. Um, we wouldn't let them on on course oh. with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They'd be like a, a four thousand pound roadblock out there. Okay, all right. How about uh, how about uh, the new Tesla truck? Could you bring that out there? Uh, yeah, I bet I bet you that thing would be interesting to drive on track. We've I've been on track with a Tesla Plaid before, um, and it's uh, you know the thing 
rockets past me like I'm tied to a tree. What is insane. a Tesla pla Plaid? It's just the it's one of their sedans. It's like the the highest. Oh, you know, yeah. I heard that there's a video out there of the Tesla truck racing a Porsche while towing yeah. a Porsche. Yeah, and it <laughs> beat it. Like yeah it's crazy it's just nuts it's nuts uh god it's hideous looking yeah i i watched a moon it's I like a DeLorean. it's like how much coke was elon doing when he made that <laughs> he said he wanted to look futuristic um dude yeah. it looks like it's 1970s it doesn't look futuristic it looks like it came from fucking De you know remember the delorean i do yeah i do like Back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> it's great Hey, there's not even an attempt to make it um like to hide the fact they're trying to make it aerodynamic. That's what I like. It's like here, these no, are lines that make it the most aerodynamic. We're not gonna smooth no, any of them. It's a brick. Yeah. All right. Hey, um, love you. Talk to you soon. Um, come back on anytime. Uh, call me. Stay in touch. You the man. Love having. I you. love you too, Seven. Take Crazy. care, buddy. You're you're the original uh, 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 Josh Bridges. I'm seeing it right now. <laughs> you're the man thanks everyone all right bye bye i don't know why i never thought of that before um he's uh josh bridges is rob orlando 2.0 wow yeah okay yeah i can see it yeah rob was the first iteration he's he's the he's the tesla truck with the like the current tesla truck rob we haven't seen the josh bridges tesla yet So people are chilling out. People are chilling. Oh, you fucking asshole. There's someone I want to ass pound. This couch guy. Where is this guy? This guy who said you would tear you up if you were watching stuff. Listen, dude. I'm not here to like to bring Annie on and make it so she's like, well, fuck. I regret coming on that show. I ain't going on that show again. Do you want to have her on again or not? Yeah. What the fuck? You guys just want me to just to shoot my load and just like. I never even thought about um, bringing her on and ass pounding her. Well, the whole show is supposed to be me just like it, it, um, in, enjoying her company, hearing hearing some like hear the um, some unique stories and about the evolution of the depth of her character. Oh, so um. Now, if she wanted to bring that up, I would. I, I, I guess now I'm reflecting a little bit. It, it is. It is something that I am curious about. I am curious, like, hey, uh, what are her thoughts on that? Especially since she said, uh, oh, "Fuck, now you got all in my head and shit. Now you got me all frazzled." Because she did say that was the past. Let's let it go. And then you got that got me all wound up. I'm like, well, I don't know if we should let it go. Do you got some thoughts on it? <laughs> oh. That was cool, though. Yeah. At least I mean, she acknowledged it. She... Okay, I'll meet you halfway. I, I appreciate you guys wanting to know. Like, hey, has, has her thoughts on that kind of stuff evolved? I'm also pretty sure we've covered it in other shows we've had with her. So, go back and watch the other ones. Um, He's courting getting Katrin on. <clears throat> uh, no. Uh, uh, that I, last year I was courting getting Katrin on, and she said she would come on, but I've let it go. I'm not bugging Katrin anymore. I'm good. I, I, I like the, I like where it's at. Maybe maybe if I, if I, if I if they let me go to the games again next year, and I'm going to cover the games, I uh, I will pursue having Katrin on again. Um, 
you'll see in the behind the scenes. I had some great interactions with Katrin. You guys are going to like it. It's, it's it's interesting. It's cool. It's intense. All right. I'm most I'm most um I'm most proud of uh that this venue the Sevon podcast is the place where we've been I feel like doing the most well-rounded, best, most complete, largest, blah, 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 all the good shit, all the highest metrics for processing the um, community's response to the affiliate fees. I'm so fucking proud of that. Look, dude, we just had two two affiliates on. This is the fucking, this is the, this is the spot. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I'm proud. Zero, I'm not, I'm not humble two- at all. Yeah, and two affiliates from two different ends of the spectrum too. You have like, I don't want to call Rob like mom and pop, but like ninety like versus a thousand. The yeah, sp- exactly. The smallest and still successful with the biggest. Right, and, it, and I think that was the big talking point was the fact that people think that oh well the the smaller affiliates the ones who aren't very pro- who aren't professional are just gonna they're gonna go away because they're not strong enough. But I'm I'm I marked that. I'm going to make a clip of that when he's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> Fake ass humble motherfuckers. <laughs> Fake ass humble bitches. Lesson for all you fake ass humble motherfuckers online. All you guys online who actually have money and have stuff, have nice shit, have nice cars, and you don't show it because you don't want to seem a certain way. Guess what, motherfucker? You are that way. You have the shit. So if you're not showing it, you're actually placating people worse. That that's more that's like the epitome of being facetious. You're you're, sell, you're you're not showing them your truth because you want something out of them. You don't want them to perceive you the actual way that you fucking are, dip shit. So the whole point is, if you really do like Rolls-Royces, if you really do have nice shit, you need to fucking show it and not hide it because why are you hiding it? want something out of people or can you just be you motherfucker quick let yeah motherfucker why have those things that you're not going to yeah. show people you're yeah. not going to use them you only have them fuck you guys do it do my own shit <laughs> placate you bitches fucking extra set of toe spacers here look at this i have so many toe spacers i don't even need to wear them all <laughs> that um uh uh, f- that guy, uh, Fern, um, and I are texting. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. I saw his message yesterday and got a little excited. Yeah. I DM'd him, um, yesterday with my phone number. Yo, we'll have his, we'll have him on the show and we'll, uh, he, he said something about, he said he heard that I took a royal shit on him. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Big old stinky shit. I laughed when I read that. I was like, and he even used the emoji. So I was like, yeah, he gets it. I was just assessing his video. No hard feelings. Hey, um, um, so yesterday I went to the um God, for those of you who think I'm a pussy, you're gonna love this. I went to the uh the butcher. Parked my minivan out front. Sent my wife in. (laughs) 
<laughs> she got me eight. Um, what what am I supposed to eat? Ribeyes? No. Um, bone in something? No. Bone in ribeyes? No. Strip steaks? New York strips? No. What are some uh, other meats? Not brisket. Skirt steak? Is it ribeye? It is ribeye. Is that probably what ribeye? Those are the best cuts. Okay, so my wife bought j- fuck gazillion ribeye. Mm. Yeah, so good. Let me see if I can even call. Let me make sure it's a ribeye because that you know that guy keeps calling the guy with the huge dick who's five foot one, one hundred and seventy five pounds. Do you know? Have you seen heard? Have you heard him call in yet? Have you been on any of those shows, Caleb? I don't think so. I think I missed oh, that. Shit, dude. We got a new regular caller. Hell yeah, a big dong. Love to hear it. Yeah, let me see. Uh, Haley. Hello. Hi, this is Sevon. Leave a message. Oh shit! I called my number. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What a douche. That didn't even sound like you, honestly. What a douche. <laughs> Look at Eric's. Like, please don't let the big dick guy call in. I like the big dick guy. He's fake. You think that's fake? I gotta see it. I gotta see it. I don't think so. He's 61, 5'1", 175 pounds. Um, a big, huge dong. Hello, you reached Haley. Leave a message. You know when you call Danielle Brandon, she, she's like, you've reached, and she says her phone number. I don't think she should say that. Yeah, that's a horrible idea. Yeah, I'm going to call her and tell her that right now. Use an automated voicemail. Because, uh, oh, is it Colton Mertens? No, this guy's shorter than Colton. <laughs> but anyway, this guy told me that I'm just supposed to eat, oh, yeah, 1,100 uh, testosterone. Look, Janelle loves that guy. Yeah, who doesn't like a guy with a huge dong? And it, yes, it's ribeye. Yeah, so yesterday so yesterday I had um, uh, a, a ribeye, and then throughout the day I had uh, um, four Sogo sticks. And I, and I felt guilty for having the Sogo sticks, but, like, I was fucking hungry. So it's jerky sticks, aren't they, or something? Yeah. But basically, I'm going to only do... My body already changed. When I woke up this morning, I already looked different. It was crazy. Like lean? Yeah, just, yeah. Just didn't look like I ate two pounds of pistachios before I went to bed. Yeah, I've, the past week or so has been really bad. And so when I went to the gym this morning, I was just shitting my brains out for like the first half hour. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was nice. Felt good. Yeah. By the way, that video you made is awesome. You make some really good content. <laughs> The one where you're standing with like your legs bent. Oh, the tell me to pull it up. Yeah, on your Instagram, it's hilarious. My uh, so my dad has a proclivity to of sending just random gifts to us. Uh huh. Oh, that's cool. Just stuff, and uh, we never really know what to do with it. Um, but this was something that I just. Oh, yeah, this is so good. This is so good. How'd you know what I was talking about? Because I was talking about the way you stand. Yeah, and that's probably the only thing I've posted in the past, like, month. Okay, let's watch this. This is so good. But move a little bit to, to, to the right. Yeah, that way. More. That's it, though. Stop. Is that right. your wife? Yeah, that's... yeah, that's my wife. Fuck, dude. I know, right? Crazy, dude. Okay, go on. Wonderful. Hey, Park, it looks like a lamb. What is a lamp, you nincompoop? But it's a major award. I want it. The entire oh. neighborhood. That's a clip from the Christmas. I just figured it out. But you actually own that lamp. 
Yeah, we actually own that Lance Slice. <laughs> it's literally sitting in our window right over there. Does your does your does your wife think your dad's a weirdo or she likes it? She thinks it's funny. Is she like, there's no way we're putting that up, Caleb? Or you're like, she's like, Oh, that's cool. Let's do it. No, yeah. she loved it. She thought it was great. We she she was like, We need to put it in the window. She actually told said we need to put it in the window. And I was like, Well, how do we do it? And then she propped up a chair in front of the window, and that's where it's sitting. Damn. Yeah. was turned on oh you should see what it looks like from out here wow <laughs> awesome yeah if i saw that and i made the connection to the movie i'd lay on my horn <laughs> like if I, every time i drove by your house i'd give you a double honk that would be we leave that specific window the blinds open at night so that it just shines bright through the window oh shit i gotta call this dude <clears throat> hey dude i think it's sunny today and i'm taking the kids to the skate park i'm gonna call you fuck i keep i want to talk to this dude fuck what do you think about this can i read you something sure i want to see if it's a compliment um magdalene your husband is a keeper that's awesome she said that her husband gave her one of those leg lamps for her birthday. Oh, that's good. That's cool. Oh, gave her. Yeah, gave her. Her husband gave her one. Okay, it says, um, uh, um, oh, oh, wow. With a droid, you can't go back and look at old text messages. Hmm. Or can you? Should um, be able to. Oh, here it is. <clears throat> My favorite part about your podcast is how unpolished it is. Please don't ever change that. And I said, uh, thanks, I think. And then they said, it's definitely a compliment. It's authentic. Uh, I hate that word. That's what makes it so much fun to listen to. I think a big part of it is, is that you do it live. Most people don't have the balls to do that. Well, everyone's doing it in our space now. Everyone's got balls. I'd say that's a compliment. You do? Yeah, somebody met, somebody DM'd me the other day. Our shit's this, polished as fuck. What are they talking about? So polished. Yeah. But uh, there's nothing smart about you, Joe. So we built... See? We got sound effects? You're retarded. You're just straight up retarded. I got, I got buttons. <laughs> Go ahead. Somebody said, that, somebody said that they appreciated my self-awareness on the show. That's yeah. all they said. They just said, yeah. I appreciate your self-awareness on the show. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Hey, um... Uh, I get so many compliments uh, 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 about you. Oh, you're so lucky you have Caleb. Oh, he handles you perfect. Oh, Caleb's dope. Cool. <laughs> Fuck off. Quit listening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Where is my police siren? You no. The grid. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Thank you. I keep telling myself every night around six o'clock, go into your office, spend two hours and just get this all dialed in. So you actually can hit them at the right time. I will get there. That'll be perfect. Like right now it's just a mess. I don't know what each button does. And there's, did you ever set up any of your buttons? Does your roadcaster work? I did, but then I moved. So, so it's still somewhere still it's in a, I have it. I just need to set it up again. Uh, uh, we have sound effects that I record by hand on my tape recorder. 
I'm not I'm not unpolished. This show's crazy polished. Look at my sign. Yeah, come on. Look at my walls. Yeah, yeah. Look at your look at your you, yeah, and you change locations every day. It's cool. Yeah. Oh. Oh wow. Look at my tool bench. All right, so day one of just eat, uh, eating meat. <clears throat> but I'm going to really try to stick only to ribeye. And um, I'm, I'm going to try to just make it just so I just eat ribeye. I, I, I didn't even eat a piece of celery yesterday. Wow, really? In front of me, yeah. Just I'm just, just doing ribeye. I'm going to see if in two weeks, if in two months, he said in two months I could take my shirt off with other people around. Two months, huh? That would be crazy. All right. Um, great show. Thanks, Sousa, for getting Annie on. That was fun. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow, Tyson Bajan. Sick. Yeah, crazy. Wednesday, Greg Glassman. God, I fucking love it when I'm excited about the show. Thursday, Rich Froning. Listen, guys, on Wednesday, Mayhem is releasing a crazy video. And then Thursday we'll have Rich on to talk about it. And then, dude, and then um uh uh and then on the eighth is um the two Jakes, Jake and Jake. <clears throat> cool. Okay. Um All right, guys. Uh, love you guys. Talk to you soon. Caleb, thank you. See you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.